Fort Payne has started this season 0-2 with losses to Athens and Gadsden City. But just like last season, they have plenty to look forward to. Region play starts tonight against Arab. It's going to be another test for this Wildcat team. We've seen improvements even in the two losses, and there will need to be more improvements this week today to take down the Knights. Fort Payne spotted Gadsden City 14 points last week off of two early turnovers. The Wildcats showed signs of life throughout the game and at times even looked like they could get back into the game. But too many mistakes prevented that from happening. Welcome in, everybody. I'm Brian Northcutt, and I'll be your host tonight and throughout the season. You're listening to Fort Payne Wildcat football on WZOB, 100.9 FM, 12.50 AM, and Network1Sports.com. We're also live streaming on FPTV. However you're getting us, we're glad that you're here tonight. I'm joined in the booth tonight by my colleagues, former Fort Payne alumni and letterman, Dallas Poe and Britt Haas. Dallas, welcome. Appreciate Good to have it. you back. Did you Glad enjoy your vacation? Back. I did, yeah. Uh, miss being here on Friday nights, man. Yeah, you're a part-time spotter for the Weather Channel now, I hear, for those hurricanes <laughs> that come through the Gulf. That's it, yeah. I was down there working on that. <laughs> uh, and Britt's back in the booth with us. Good to have you again yeah, here, Britt. Good to be here. So we're coming back. Fort Payne is 0-2, but there's a lot of hope in this Wildcat team and with Coach Elmore. Uh, about this season as region play starts tonight. Most of the teams in the state begin their region play this week, and Fort Payne hosts ARAB. So looking back last week and the week before with Athens is really a tale of two games. Fort Payne had an opportunity to put Athens away late in the game, and cramps and things of that sort um, allowed Athens to get back in the game, and Fort Payne even had an opportunity to win that game with a 53-yard field goal attempt at the end that came up uh, wide left by Alex McPherson. Uh, but tonight, and then, then last week against Athens, I mean against Gadsden City, um, Fort Payne spotted Gadsden City 14 points off of two turnovers and uh, really never recovered from that. It was even 20 to three at halftime. If you take those 14 points away, and Fort Payne's only down six to three at the half. Britt, after you've had a week to think about it and look at everything, what are your thoughts about tonight and what Fort Payne needs to improve on? Well, last week, you know, with a talented team like Gadsden, Gadsden High, it's that they're, you can't let them get up for a couple of touchdowns. on. They're hard enough to play with when you're even and matched up with them. But at yeah. any rate, hopefully Fort Payne, uh, first couple of weeks, of course, seeing two really good teams. So this week it, it ought to pay off for us uh, seeing those te- caliber of teams. Yep. Dallas, you got any, you've done a little bit of digging around on yeah. Arab. What are your thoughts? Um, you know, obviously Arab's always going to be a decent team in the region here. And back when I remember them, they were running kind of the wing tee and option, and I think now they're going to the spread. So, yep. you know, that will be a little bit different thing to see. But, you know, I wasn't here last week, but y- you know going into last week, that's probably going to be one of the more talented teams, probably the talentedest team that Al- um, Fort Payne's going to play all year. I mean, they got athletes all over the field. Yeah. Um, and we've said it before, uh, you ha- hate to lose those games, but it's – if you build off of it, it's worth it, mm-hmm. you know. And Fort Payne's both their starting games not going to see too many teams better than an Athens and a Gadsden City. Um, so I'm hoping that's going to really push us into this game and um, make this one feel a little easier when we get in region play. Well, at the beginning of the season, you always talk about a couple of things, no matter who you are, no matter what league you play in. And one of those things is injuries. And uh, Fort Payne has had uh, a few this week. We saw the one against Caden Dubos. I didn't remember going back and watching the game. I didn't remember Bain Barentine had actually rolled his ankle and tried to play through it. He was injured a decent time before he ever came out of the game. But Bain Barentine is out tonight. Hudson Harrell will be his replacement. 
Um, and, of course, Gaden Dubose uh, is not back. They expect that MRI. I don't know if they've got the results. As of Wednesday, they had not had the results. But they still expect that to just be a bruise and him to be back, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. But um, in, in lieu of uh, in the place of Caden uh, Dubose, Alex Akins is going to start at running back tonight. And then, as I said, Hudson Harrell will be in the price of, of Bain Barentine. So, had a little bit of an injury bug, but uh, I've seen way worse. So, And, and in week one, um, Alex ran the ball a good bit when we got in yeah. the three-back set there and did a heck of a job. Um, the only really downside to this for sure, which, I mean, losing Caden Dubos is a huge, huge deal. He's a great athlete. Hopefully now we don't have to put too much pressure on Prater going both ways. Yeah. Uh, with one of those guys being out in the backfield. And we saw some Skylar Cody last week, and, and I was impressed. He, Coach Elmore said he doesn't know the offense as well, but he just moved from receiver to, to running back. Yeah. And so, uh, but even the times he ran, uh, there's some spark there. There's something to, to build off of, and so he's going to continue to get more reps, and uh, hopefully he can uh, carry a little bit more of that load as we get further down the season. Because when you're playing a schedule, Fort Payne's going to play and trying to get to the playoffs and trying to be competitive. You really need all hands on deck uh, in this league to be able to, to compete each week. Well, and, and you lose, you play your first two games, and, and we've yet to have our starting running back pl play a full game. Yeah. So it says a lot. The only the only drawback is, you know, Aikens had a, as good a game to me last week as you could have against a team like that. Ran the ball hard, still playing both ways, and that's what we're trying to steer away from because um, we – you know, we depend on him a lot on defense, but uh, yeah. Akins will do a good job. Just I'm anxious to get uh, Caden back just to make everything come together. And I asked Coach Elmore about that uh, as far as with Alex toting more of that load, what, what's the plan on defense? And so I think what they're going to try to do is move Seth Williams over, and he played that position that Alex is at last year all yeah, year. he did a good job. Yep. So he's going to come back over and play some of that, and they'll have Patrick Sherrill come in and play that cornerback position that um, to replace uh, Seth Williams. So. They've got a plan in place. They've still got players. Uh, there's still enough athletes on this field, and Fort Payne's going to be real competitive. Looking at ARAB, turning our attention to them, last year Fort Payne played ARAB, and they were missing their best player at quarterback, um, which is John. Uh, let's see, James Johnson. He's a senior this year. Last year he was a junior, and he was really the spark of that team, and he got injured in game one, and we never saw him. But now he's back. They're going to run a spread offense. They're going to put two wides, three wides, four wides. But they're also going to try to do a lot of running with James Johnson. He's a running quarterback. Not, they throw it around a little bit, uh, but they're, they're a run-first team. Coached by Lee Osmond, who's a former Alabama running back, and, and he coached at Glencoe. And, um, and he moved from Glencoe to ARAB. And so they've got a talented team. I think if you look top to bottom in the region, you've got to start with Oxford. Yeah. But then you're looking at Fort Payne and ARAB really as 2-3 uh, and not necessarily in that order. And so this is going to be a real key matchup tonight. As, as Coach Elmore told the team yesterday, this is an important game. Got to win this game. Got to win it. And I think the team realizes that. I think he also last year they lost to Briarwood and lost to Gadsden City. They were 0-2 in the same position last year and went and beat ARAB over there. So they certainly see the importance of that. So. Also, just saw uh, walking up right before we went on the air is Roger Engel, the, form, the former voice of the Wildcats. So he's in the stadium tonight, and hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to him maybe a little bit later. Actually, we're looking at two. He's sitting next to Larry Hancock, the other former voice of the Fort Payne Wildcats. So we're looking at three generations of Fort Payne Radio in the stadium tonight. We're glad that you guys are here with us. We're going to take a two-minute timeout. When we come back, we're going to listen to some thoughts from Coach Elmore. 
This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. And we are back. As I mentioned before the break, we had a chance to sit down with Coach Elmore earlier this week for an interview. And so we're now going to listen to some of it. We're going to listen to some of his thoughts on this week's game. Sitting down with Fort Payne head coach Chris Elmore uh, discussing uh, last week's game against Gadsden City. Coach, uh, you've had a couple of days to review film, go over things with your players. What did you notice and uh, what things need to be worked on for this week? Well, we were, we were like we were Friday night, we were very proud of our defense. Thought they played uh, maybe as well as they could play most of the night, except, uh, you know, gave up, a, gave up a screen pass on third and long there early in the game and uh, a couple other minor things. but. Uh, their effort was great. Uh, their passion was great. They, they got at the football. They tackled well in space uh, against some guys that are difficult to tackle. Uh, and we put some pressure on that quarterback and, and made him uh, uh, make some mistakes with, with some throws. So uh, we were very pleased with, with those guys and how they, how they played and how they competed. And, um, you know, hopefully what we told them is what's great, 
we don't want that to be the last time we see that. If we can t take that and build upon that and uh, have that same kind of effort every Friday night and, and keep improving and keep uh, minimizing mistakes, then I think we got a chance to have a pretty good defense. But uh, uh, And then offensively, there, there were some positives. Um, we just you just can't turn the ball over three times, and that's uh, everybody knows that. And, and uh, of course, the first two led immediately to scores and, and puts us down 14 nothing, and makes it very, very difficult to – uh, to win against a team like that, but uh, but we did move the ball at times. We were able to run the football right at them like we hoped we could. Um, you know, the issue you get into with them uh, is being able to throw the ball with any consistency, and, and uh, I think a lot of times people want to blame the quarterback on that, but, you know, we tell our kids all the time it takes 11 guys to throw a completed pass. Uh, he's got to be able to throw it. Um, but, and we got to have guys be able to run routes and get open and catch it, but we also got to be able to protect, and, and that was a matchup issue for us last week that we were concerned about all week, and, and we just didn't know if we could block their defensive ends for very long on pass situations, uh, and that turned out to be true, and that's why we didn't call all of those passes because we knew that it would be difficult for us to uh, uh, protect long enough for him to stand in there and throw a throw a ball that needed to be thrown, and uh, so – you know, some of that was expected, uh, and and not to not to take a defeatist attitude about it, but you you've got to know your your limits and your uh, capabilities every Friday night, and we and we knew that was going to be a problem uh, this past Friday night, and we'll just continue to to learn from it and continue to get better. And like I've said all along, being able to go against them and try to pass protect them and try to get open against guys like that is going to help us down the road against other teams. Yeah, for sure. Um, we know about Caden Dubose's injury, and you can update us on that, but we didn't know at the time that Bain Barentine had an injury in the game as well. So can you update us on those two and where they stand for this week? Yeah, they both are – we don't think they're out long-term at all, but we, we do think they're probably out for sure this week. Um, uh, Bain has gotten better all week, but don't don't think that he'll uh, uh, play this week. Hope, you know, hopeful maybe he'll be back by the Springville game. We'll see. But I – I think if not then, I think without a doubt he'll be back by the time we come back from our bye week. So, and Caden's still a little bit day-to-day, uh, -day, still trying to figure some stuff out on him. He's gotten better throughout the week, but still not where he wants to be. So, um, still a little bit unknown there. But, uh, like I said, don't – we're hoping that neither one of them are any kind of long-term situation. But uh, but definitely we're planning on not having them not having them this Friday. Yeah. Saw some different formations this week. Um, a little bit of the wing tee offense, a little bit of a tight end wing and some of those mismatch things. Can you just kind of give the fans a, an idea of what you were thinking there and how that went? And... Yeah, I think every Sunday when we meet, we, we, we look for, for you know, opportunities to maybe give us better matchups, uh, whether it be by formation, by play, uh, by personnel. Um, and we didn't change a lot of personnel the other night. Stayed with pretty much our base personnel all night, but uh, just thought it gave us a little bit better uh, matchup in the run game with having uh, Sawyer and Ledford in there in a tight end wing set some, and so we did that and, and had some success doing it. Um, and then, you know, like, like I said last week, we're continuing to kind of explore our, our short yardage package and um, and see if we can take advantage of, of the three backs we've got, uh, really the four, but, you know, with, with Dubos and Akins and, and Daryl and then also Bennett Blanks, we've got to, we've got some depth there that we can, uh, can utilize in some short yardage packages and um, that's what we tried to do last week, and again had some success in, in some areas uh, when we went to that. Yeah, saw so, um, you, and you had mentioned this to me before. Skylar Cody in at tailback a little bit this week. Uh, he seemed to have some um, some flashes of potential there. What did you think of his play, and can we expect more from him going forward? 
Yeah, he's he's done really good for us the last couple of years at, uh, at receiver. Uh, and it's a guy we've always been high on and, and still can play receiver, but we just we're trying to figure out a way to get him on the field more and, and uh, really kind of start out as a scout team running back. He was given the picture for the defense during the Athens week and and we all noticed how well he did. And uh, so started kind of getting some reps and uh, Got thrown thrown into action maybe quicker than we expected with, with Dubos going out early, but uh, I thought he did fine. He had a couple of good runs. Uh, the, you know, uh, he he hits the hole hard, and and he what he needs right now is just enough reps uh, to to be able to understand to see what we're looking for uh, in our zone running game. And, and the more he gets those, the better he'll get. But I, we like his uh, we like his speed, we like his his toughness, and like the fact that you know when he does decide to. To hit a hole, he hits at full speed, and uh, with his with his ability and his uh, speed, he's got a chance to break some force. Uh, hopefully, down the road. Okay, let's turn our attention to this week. We start region play this Friday night at home against Arab. Um, what have you seen on film, and what are you expecting offensively and defensively from those guys? Uh, Arabs, they've got a good team this year. I think it's probably one of their better teams in, in several years. Um, would have had a similar team last year, except their quarterback got hurt, I want to say the first day of fall practice last year and missed uh, at least eight or nine games. Uh, it's a senior quarterback by the name of Ed, jo Ed Johnson, and he uh, he kind of makes them go, and they, they were, you know, without him last year, and it, it affected them quite a bit uh, early in the year, especially when they played us. Um, but he, he's back this year as a senior. He's healthy. He's, he's playing well. Uh, he can run and throw. And likes to run, very physical runner, one of those guys that seems to always turn two into four and six into eight and just kind of finds a way to get extra yards and uh, and they sort of rally around him, but he is able to, to throw the ball as well. And uh, you know, they're fundamental across the offense, got the offensive line that do the right thing and receivers that, that block and run good routes. And uh, and like I say, they, they pretty much run everything through the quarterback and uh, you know how he goes is kind of how they go uh, on offense. And then you know defensively got to – Kind of a similar situation in that their nose guard, kind of the point of attack there, is to me their best player. And um, uh, number six, Jonathan Pugh is his name. And uh, really good player, very athletic. He's not necessarily real big. He's, he's about 200 pounds, but uh, very strong, very quick, uses his hands well. And, and he will be a challenge for us if we don't do some, some good things against him early, uh, just with his ability to get off blocks right there in the middle of the defense. And what he – what he kind of forces most teams to do is, is, is if you end up double teaming him a lot, it allows their linebackers to run free a lot. So uh, we're going to have to do, do a good job against him and, uh, and then also be able to get to their linebackers as well because uh, they, they play a 3-3 stack on defense. And uh, some similarities to Athens in that they have a, a middle linebacker that kind of stands back there about seven yards. Uh, and his, his goal is to be able to run sideline to sideline and make tackles and hoping that his – his five guys in front of him eat up all the blocks and allow him to, to run and make plays. And uh, uh, his name's Mitchell Duquette, uh, number 25. He does a good job for him as well. So um, very sound on, on both sides of the ball, very well coached. Coach Osmond does a good job with them. And they believe they've got a good team. And you can tell by the way they're playing. They're playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, even though Gunnersville beat them last week, uh, they, they believe they've got a good team and they're playing with, with a lot of energy. And, and they – They'll come over here Friday ready to play, and it'll be a big game for them. It's a big game for us, and, uh, you know, it's going to be a, uh, a key game to me and, and who ends up, uh, you know, getting the playoffs in, in our region. Mm -hmm. um, the team's demeanor coming off of, you know, we talked about two losses, and you don't want to lose ball games, but I think you guys learned a lot. How's the team responding, and how do you feel like they've uh, responded this week in getting ready for region play? 
We've had a good week of practice, and I think the good thing is, is we were in the exact same situation last year. Uh, even though we didn't play Athens, we played Briarwood in, in a game that didn't count of record. But you know, our kids, when you go out and play a game and the lights are on and people understand it counts. And so we lost that game and then lost to Gaston City in similar fashion. So the same kind of things were being said around our team last year. What's wrong with them? Are we any good? Do we have a good team? So they heard those same questions last year, and, and we told them last year, look, you're going to be better because of who you played. And then we told them the same thing this week. Athens and Gadsden City are going to make you better. And that's not taking anything away from Arab or Springville or anybody like that, but it's just the competition has been, has been tough the first two weeks. Um, and I think we've handled it pretty well as far as learning from it and not, not getting our feelings hurt, not getting frustrated, not getting disappointed. And, uh, and we've come back this week, even though we've had some, some weather issues and, and had a good week of preparation. And, uh, and I think they're looking forward to the opportunity going back up there again Friday. I think that's what I told them. I, even though we didn't win last Friday, I saw a lot of guys, especially on defense, I saw a lot of guys having a lot of fun. They were having a lot of fun. They were playing hard. They were playing for each other. Uh, and, and when that starts happening, hopefully that becomes contagious and then spreads throughout the whole team. And, and hopefully we'll play with the same kind of energy on Friday. Sorry about the delay there. We had the national anthem playing uh, at the end of that interview, so we couldn't break away from that. We're going to take a two-minute timeout and come back with your starting lineups. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Tiffany. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. All right, we're back. Brian Northcutt, Britt Haas, Dallas Poe, WZOB, 100.9 FM, 1250 AM. 
also live streaming on FPTV. We're going to get to your starting lineups. Dallas, take it over. All right, guys, for your uh, Arabian Knights on defense, uh, your starters are going to be Jackson Martin, number five at safety, number six, Jonathan Pugh, nose guard, number seven, Hayden O'Reilly, safety, uh, John Johnson at corner, John Wilkes at the other corner, uh, Mike linebacker, Mitchell Duquette, uh, defensive end, Caleb Rowe, stack linebacker, Patrick Lawler, uh, outside linebacker, Joshua Rowe, Defensive end, Jonah Humphreys, and stack linebacker also, Jacob Cobb. Uh, and for your offensive starters on ARAB tonight, you're going to have quarterback number 12, James Johnson, running back number three, Drake Franklin, another running back number 21, Dakota Neesmith, and at wide receiver, we got Spencer Strickland at number one, wide receiver number two, Drew Puccio, uh, wide receiver John Johnson, wide receiver Brody McCain, and down in the trenches at left guard, we're going to have Mo Alkalani, Left guard, Jaden Clark. At center, we got John Hall at number 51. Right guard, number 55, Brock Johnson. And right tackle, number 52, Jeff Bryan. Guys, and now for our Fort Payne Wildcats starting lineup, we got number seven, Jake Barnes at quarterback, uh, number 11, Alex Aikens at running back, uh, number 88, Sawyer Burt for tight end, number 35, Marcus Ledford at wide receiver, number three, Ricky Adame, wide receiver, number six, Connor Cash, wide receiver, and then the big guys down in the trenches, we got number 58, Bronson Laney at the left tackle, Hudson Harrell, number 70, um, offensive line, number 79, Eli Frazier at center. Uh, number 75, Colton Shankles, right guard. Number 57, Andrew Barkley at right tackle. We'll get to the defensive lineups in just a minute. I want to let you guys know the coin toss is going on at the middle of the field. Uh, four paint captains, number six, Connor Cash, number 21, Seth Williams, number 47, Devin Wells, and number 20, Cole Blaylock. Arab has won the toss and deferred. They're now asking Fort Payne what they'd like to do. I imagine Fort Payne's going to receive. No, Fort Payne deferred. Excuse me. Fort Payne won the toss and deferred, and Arab is going to receive. Fort Payne will go from our left to our right. Go ahead, Dallas. So it sounds like the defense will be on the field first. Then. Yep. Uh, on the defense for the Fort Payne Wildcats, we got number 94 Heisman Brown at defensive end. Number one, Daryl Prater at defensive tackle. Number 77, Hayden Presley at defensive tackle. And number 84, Skylar Hillier at defensive end. Uh, for our linebackers, we're gonna have number 28, Will Green. Number 47, Devin Wells. Number 24, Bennett Blanks. And number 21, Seth Williams. Uh, for our cornerbacks and safety, we got number 19, Patrick Sherrill at DB. Number 29, Hayden Harrell. And Kobe King at free safety, number 10. All right, so everything's done. Coin toss. Players are out on the field. And we are, we are ready for some football. Fort Payne in its black uniforms, gold pants, black helmet. Arab in white, 
white uniforms, very, look very much like the Indianapolis Colts. So we're ready to kick this one off. Both teams getting set up right now. We'll hold here instead of going to a break. And so uh, that official, I believe, so I guess Fort Payne did. Have I gone brain dead? Didn't they have Arab receiving? I'm not too sure they didn't line them up wrong, Brian. They looked like at the end the head <laughs> okay. official showed Arab kick into Fort Payne. I, 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 yeah, I the official too. out here. It looked like it looked to me like that um, he get he went to Arab and said they'll receive, but Arab obviously is not. They're going to kick off. So. I think he I think he tried to fix his mistake and it, it kind of confused everyone. But Arab is kicking <laughs> off. Arab, Arab is kicking off. So we'll see the Wildcat offense first. Kicking for Arab is number 94, Gavin Courier. Back deep for Fort Payne is uh, Skylar Cody. He is flanked to his left by Connor Cash and to his right by Ricky Adame. So here we go. Much cooler night, feeling a little bit more like football weather tonight here in Fort Payne, Alabama. And Courier is lined up, and we're ready to kick this one off. Courier approaches. There's the kick. It's a line drive, wobbly kick. Adame fields it at the 12-yard line. Moving to the left side of the field, he's looking for a hole and is out to the 35-yard line, 36-yard line, and Fort Payne will set up on offense there. Great field position there. Yep. He caught that one on the run with some speed there. Yes, it is. So let's see what, uh, what we have coming for Fort Payne tonight. As we mentioned before, Alex Akins is going to start at running back in place of Caden Dubose. First and 10, Fort Payne from their own 37-yard line. Barnes in shotgun formation. Akins to his left. Twin receivers left, twins, twin receivers right. There's the snap to Barnes. He fakes his hand off to Akins. He's looking up the seam, and he throws it behind Connor Cash, and it is almost intercepted. Saw him working on that pass yesterday at practice, at the end of practice. Uh, trying to stem those those DBs out and cut back underneath and just threw the ball behind him. He had him. Would have been a big gain if he could have completed that pass. So second down and 10, Fort Payne. Sawyer Burke comes in to tight end motion. Gives the ball to Aikens right side. Gets a little bit of the corner and he's going to gain three yards. It's going to be third and six. You know, one thing you get with Aikens, you get about 110%. He's, yeah. he's such a hard runner, and right there he didn't have much much room to run, but it ended up making a yard or two pickup. Yeah. So it's third and seven, Fort Payne. Third and long is not what you're looking for. They're going to go trip, trips receivers top side. That's Cash, Burt, and Ledford, and Adame's single receiver near side. There's a snap. Barnes fakes. Looks for a bubble screen to Mudlock and missed the block, and he's tackled for a loss. Sawyer Burt missed his block on a, Led, a Ledford a, a bubble screen. The result of the play is a loss of five yards. It's going to be fourth down and 15 for Fort Payne. So Fort Payne, Fort Payne goes three and out on their first series. Alex McPherson into punt. And a freshman for ARAB, Drew Puccio. That's our best guess. Is that our good guess there? Puccio? Puccio. Puccio. Yeah. McPherson punts it away. It's a wobbly kick to the 
far side. Puccio catches it at the 32-yard line, fair catch. And the A-Rab will sit up there. Let's take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. Down and six. Completed a little hitch pass to the inside receiver. Now the second down play, Johnson's on the run. We said he was going to run the ball a lot. He gains about two yards. It's going to bring up third down and four for Aram. You know, Brian, Arab starts out with just a little short pass, get the yeah. quarterback warmed up. Just You see the safety get a little bit deep, so the inside receiver, he's just a five-yard pass. It's just a good little pickup, good yeah. play call. Anytime you can have those guys uncovered, you yeah. try to hit them. So it's third down and four. Let's see if Fort Payne can get off the field. Johnson in shotgun formation. He's got two wingbacks that are kind of like tailbacks set behind the tackles. Looks like a running formation, if I were to guess. There's the snap. Johnson is running power play right side. He's hitting the line in the middle, and he falls forward. Looks like he's got a first down. Devin Wells met him in the middle, but uh, he had enough momentum to carry him to a first down. Definitely tell that James is an athlete. Uh, kind of yeah. almost like a wildcat snapping it, finding where he can go. Uh, hopefully, you know, don't even let our DBs and cornerbacks fall asleep on relying on him running the ball so much because – he will step up and throw one. Yeah, Hudson Harrell comes off limping. First and 10, Arab on their own 43-yard line. Johnson in shotgun formation. There's the snap, hands to his running back. Left side, he's looking for a hole. He finds one. We got a flag on the play. Picks up seven yards, but it looks like that one might come back. We'll see. Arab trying to establish a run early. And is a chop block. We saw that a couple times last yeah, week against with Gadsden City, and Arab does it tonight. I asked Coach Elmore about the chop block rule, and he said if you if you pass set, you cannot cut. If you're going to cut, you've got to immediately cut. You've got to go straight to the knees. You can't show pass and then cut. And you should, of course, you can't engage high and then another guy come in low. So those are the two calls for chop block. I don't know which one that is, but it's a severe penalty for Arab nonetheless. It's going to push them way back inside their own 30-yard line. It'll be first and 25 for Arab. So rough penalty there. Bend a little here, but don't break, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Arab comes out in a twins upside, twins topside, twins far uh, near side. Johnson in shotgun takes the snap. He drops back to pass. He's looking right side. Nothing there. Four Payne gets to him, and he's sacked for a six-yard loss. Fort Payne gets to him on first down, so moving in the right direction. Yeah. 
Really surprised knowing that Fort Payne was going to send everyone that they didn't run a screen play. I, I kept thinking that's what they'd run, but they had the receivers going downfield. Quarterback just didn't have enough time. Yeah. Hopefully he'll do a lot of that tonight. Yeah, yeah exactly. Have not, not have a lot of time. So it's second down and very, very long. We've got twins both sides. Johnson with his running back and pistol. He hands off on a draw, and it, Fort Payne stuffs that one. That's Daryl Prater, of course, right up the middle. Making his presence known early. And Arab is moving in the wrong direction. It's going to be third and 30, almost 30. Third down 33. 33, excuse me. So after Arab gets the initial first down and look good on those first three plays, they are moving backwards now after that cut block call. So it's third down. Got trips receivers topside, single receiver near. Johnson in shotgun. He's just going to take it and run it. He gets five, seven yards, and it'll be fourth down for Arab. Kind of surprised to see that play call there. Yeah, I think they're probably just trying to limit the damage. So it's fourth down for Arab. And punt formation is number one, Spencer Strickland. And deep for Fort Payne is number nine. Okay. I'm gonna have to, who is that? Number nine. Is that Skylar Cody? I thought he was number eight. There's the punt. It's a short knuckleball kick. Bounces at midfield and takes a Arab bounce down to the Fort Payne 35-yard line. So, both initial series by both teams results in punts, and we'll take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Green Hill Boulevard Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildcats. We're back. I saw there at the end there, uh, Hayden Harrell did come back in for that punt there, so okay. that is good news for the defense there. Yeah, yeah. So we got a number. Sorry about that. I don't know, Brandon Oliver. I hadn't seen him back there. He went back to receive the punt for Fort Payne. Wide receiver, freshman. Freshman wide receiver. So that's the first time we've seen him this year. All right, here we go. Second time for the Fort Payne offense. They start on their own 35-yard line. Jake Barnes in shotgun formation. We've got trips, receivers far side, single receiver near. And it looks like uh, Aikens is back in running back in the pistol formation. So let's see if Fort Payne can do something here on the second series. There's a snap. There's a false start. Andrew Barclay flinched just a little bit before the snap, and so that's going to be a five-yard penalty on Fort Payne. It'll be first and 15. Those mistakes we've talked about the first two weeks, trying to clean those things up, and these are the ones that you can't have on a night like tonight. Trying to get out to a good start. 
course, ARAB had the same times of, types of mistakes in their first series as well. So same formation. Aikens in running back. He's moved down to beside Barnes this time. There's the snap. Hands to Aikens up the middle. Gains about three. It'll be second down and 12. Like Britt said earlier, good hard running by him. You know, not a very big hole there. He puts his head down and, you know, gets what he can. This should be a pretty evenly matched game tonight between the Wildcats and the Knights. Second down and, okay, we had a personal foul. Personal foul against Arab. face mask call. And that'll put Fort Payne up near midfield. 15-yard penalty. So uh, Arab called for two 15-yard penalties in the first six minutes of the ball game. Not a good start for them in that regard. Again, single, uh, still tw trips receivers topside, single receiver near, Barnes in shotgun formation. There's the snap. He hands to Aikens up the middle. He bounces left a little, and he gains about five yards on first down, so it'll be second down and five for Payne. Looks like they tried to throw a little bit on that first series and then kind of went back this series and just pounded it right at them. Looks like they want to establish a little bit of a running game there. And looking at the lineups here, Fort Payne's offensive line is quite a bit bigger than uh, their defensive yeah. line, so I, Fort Payne should win those battles in the trenches. Very experienced offensive line for Fort Payne. Now the trips are moved to the near side and single receiver top side. Aikens still at running back, second and five. There's the snap, hands to Aikens again on a sweep. Near side, he finds a little running room and gains a first down. Six yards for Alex Aikens on second down. Inside of uh, or right at the ARAB 40-yard line. Nice run. Big pickup, and you talked about making decisions between throwing and running. Fort Payne, this is not really the first year. And we've got some fairly good speed, but we don't have that one guy that can run by anybody. And that's, that. you know, as a secondary coach, if I'm at ARAB, you know, you're not honoring them as much. That's why on that hot route, while I go there, they're jumping them. Yeah. Until we run by them. First and 10, Fort Payne inside of ARAB territory. There's a snap by Barnes. He fakes the handoff to Aikens. Now he's rolling left out of the pocket. He's going to end up with about a two-yard gain. Fumble the ball out of bounds. Took a pretty good lick right there. Jumped yeah. right up. Don't want to get hit too many times if you're Jake. So now we're at second and 10. He gained two yards, but fumbled the ball out of bounds back to the original line of scrimmage. So it'll be second and 10. Fort Payne on the ARAB 40-yard line. We've got trips receivers near side. Sawyer Burt's in at tight end. Barnes in shotgun formation with Aikens and pistol behind him. Hands the ball off to Aikens, looking for a hole right side. He bounces it. He's got a little bit of running room. It's five yards, a little bit further than five yards. It's going to be third down and five. Again, real important blocking on the edges, too. We've missed a couple blocks on the edges that are real important. Yeah. So let's see what Coach Elmore dials up on a third and medium. Fort Payne moving a little bit quicker on this series. Barnes checking out the defense. There's the snap. Looks right side. Throws to Adame, catches it. Adame stays on his feet. He's inside the 15, inside oh. the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Ricky Adame. Give him six. Touchdown, Fort Payne. What yards after catch there. Fell down, kept himself up with his hand. Beautiful throw and catch from Jake Barnes to Ricky Adame, and Fort Payne strikes first with four minutes and 17 seconds left. 
That was really close to being intercepted. You know that was close. <laughs> he threw it a little bit inside that receiver, and the corner was right there. But it went through his hands, and Adame caught it. And like you said, yards after catch and scores. The Fort Payne touchdown. Alex McPherson into kick. There's the snap. Farnador with the hole. The kick is good. So with four minutes and 17 seconds left in the first quarter, Fort Payne strikes first. It's seven to nothing. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. All right, we're back. Fort Payne ready to kick off. Alex McPherson approaching the ball. There's the kick. It is deep, deep kick. And that is, hits the pad on the goal post. It'll be Arab ball first and 10. Have we seen one not go in the end zone this year? A few, a few, not very many. It's very nice to be starting on the 20 every single series for your defense. His older brother was uh, kicking when I was in school, Logan, and his name used to be Mr. Automatic, and I think he might carry this on down to Alex. Yeah. So let's see how Arab responds, or more importantly, how our defense responds after that touchdown by the Wildcat offense. First couple of series, Fort Payne defense seemed to be able to find some penetration against this offensive line by Arab. Hopefully we can continue that the rest of the night. That'd be nice. So here we go. Arab comes out, single receiver both sides. They got a tight end wing back. I say a wing back. He's actually lined up between the tight end and the tackle and the tight end top side. Johnson in shotgun formation. There's the snap. He hands to just running back up the middle. Gains about three yards. Nice job by the defense. Stymieing Drake Franklin on first down. Ball carrier for Arab. You can tell a lot here with when, when Prater's in there and fresh on the defensive line, it makes a whole other difference in plugging up that middle right there. It does. Ho hopefully we can keep him on that side of the ball and um, let Aikens just do all the running. We had a flag on that last play, and the officials are discussing it. I didn't, I didn't see anything out of the ordinary. Here's the call. It's a dead ball foul, personal foul against Fort Payne. Not sure what that call was. Nevertheless, Fort Payne loses 15 yards of field position. Let's not have too many of those mistakes, guys. I'm with you. I didn't really see what was going on down there. Yeah, so 
So Arab gets 15 yards on that personal foul call there, first and 10 from their own 38-yard line. Johnson in shotgun formation. He's got receiver, wing back, and two receivers near side. There's the snap. He looks short, throws to the wide receiver number nine, catches the ball. He's got some running room, and he gains about 20 yards on first down. They're inside of Fort Payne territory. That pass was completed to Brody McCain. Looked like we were playing maybe a soft cover three. Yeah, I was going to say, he had a lot of cushion right there. Yeah, a lot of cushion on that pass. Looked like he was going to throw to that inside slot receiver. We had him covered, and he went to the secondary read, which was the number nine, McCain, and he hit him for a first down, and now they're on the move. We've got an empty backfield now. Trips receivers topside, twins receivers near. Johnson by himself in the, in the backfield. Call a quick count. Fort Payne doesn't move. Now number two, Drew Puccio comes back into the running back formation. Throws right side, Robert Schriever screen to Puccio. He gains five, six, seven yards, and there's a flag on the play there. That looks to be in the area of maybe a hold. We'll see what the call is. Puccio gains a eight yards, seven yards on first down. Maybe it'll come back. We're into week three, and we're seeing a lot of flags just in the first quarter. So I know both coaches are not happy about that. We do have holding against ARAP, so that'll back it up. So that good play by Puccio is negated. Is it Puccio or Puccio? What do we decide? I think it's Puccio. Puccio. It's a fun name. <laughs> so it's first and 10 ARAB from the Fort Payne 45-yard line. Johnson in shotgun formation with Franklin running back in pistol. There's the snap. Johnson rolls left, looking for a receiver downfield. He's got him close to the first down marker, but a nice tackle by Cody King. It's going to be very close. I think they're going to mark him short of a first down. It'll be second and one. Cody King was in his back pocket there. And yeah. As soon as he had the ball touched him, he had him down there. So Arab moving the ball a little bit here on their second series of the game. Second and short on the Fort Payne 35-yard line. Arab and trips receivers near side, single receiver far. Franklin in pistol formation behind Johnson. There's the snap, hands to Franklin. He bounces right. He's got a little bit of running room. He makes a first down. He's down to the 25-yard line. First down Arab at the 25-yard line of Fort Payne. Look like they... Uh, off the defensive line initially closed the hole that Franklin was heading to. He just bounced it out to the right, and there was nobody there. So he gained 15 yards on first down. Schuyler Hillier almost had him in the backfield there. Yeah. A-Rub's going four or five straight plays with no penalties, too, so you can kind of see what kind of how they handle themselves. Yeah. Good, good play calls. So it's first and 10 at the Fort Payne 25-yard line. Johnson in shotgun formation. There's the snap. Fakes the handoff, and he runs himself. Johnson runs very little, maybe three-yard gain on first down. Johnson's going to be a running quarterback. You can expect a lot of that, which is an offensive, former offensive coach makes you a little bit nervous that you run your quarterback that much. But you got to dance with who brung you, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't mind contact, you can tell that from here. Second and six Arab at the Fort Payne 22-yard line. Johnson in shotgun formation. He's got Franklin in the pistol behind him. 
Single receiver top side and near side. Here's the snap. Johnson fakes the handoff. He's looking to pass, and he's hit in the backfield by Bennett Blanks on a stunt and a loss of five yards. I don't think anybody touched Blanks coming in there. No, that, that, was that a delayed stunt? I didn't see. I think it was. So Bennett Blanks comes in on a, on a blitz and sacks Johnson, which was good because he was not going. He was going to have time to throw. It's big there, getting him behind the sticks now on yep. third down. Nice play call by our defensive coaches. Third and 13, Arab on the Fort Payne 28-yard line. We got trips receivers near side, single to far. Johnson again in shotgun formation. There's the snap. He rolls left, looking downfield, throws short, and it's caught, but it's going to be well short of the first down. Caught by number nine, McCain, but he had didn't have anywhere close to enough yardage for a first down. So it's going to be fourth and four, Arab, and it looks like they're going to go for it. I'm not sure. I never didn't see their kicker in warm-ups, so I don't know what they have as far as a place kicker, but... Either they just decided to roll the dice a bunch or they don't have much of one. It's fourth and fourth, first test for the Fort Payne defense, and there's the end of the first quarter. So with one quarter of play done, Fort Payne leads 7 to nothing against Arab. Uh, we're going to take a one-minute timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill Antique. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage, 1889 Cafe. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. All right, we are back. First quarter is in the books. Fort Payne leads 7-0. Arab is inside Fort Payne's 20-yard line. It is fourth and three. Big challenge for the Fort Payne defense right here. Arab comes in twins receivers near side, twins receivers top side. Johnson in shotgun formation with Franklin in the pistol behind him. Let's see what we have here. Big stop for Fort Payne if they can make it. Wide receiver in motion, and Fort Payne jumps off sides. Mm. Gives them a first down. So uh, rather than Arab earning a first down, Fort Payne hands them a first down. Like Britt said earlier, that this the whole first quarter there's been lots of lots of penalties for both sides of the ball. Really. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Gadsden, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to say Gadsden City. Arab is set up inside Fort Payne's 15-yard line. Johnson in shotgun formation. He's got running backs, but they're lined up right behind the guards. This looks like a running formation, and it is. Johnson right side, like a power play. Hit in the backfield. Aikens hits him in the backfield. Aikens making up for that, jumped off sides. I didn't he want to did. call Alex's name out. He was the one who jumped off sides, but he made up for it on that play. He did. 
Looks like Arab just kind of loaded everybody in there, going to put a hat on a hat and let him yeah. just make a play. It'd be interesting to see the tendency on that formation. They got two running backs lined up almost like guards in the backfield. Looks a little, little bit like that Walter Welburn Notre Dame box back yeah. in the day. And it has been a pretty run-heavy formation. They're in it again with a tight end now. So they kind of got it overloaded this side, and it is. It's a sweep this side. Johnson looking for running room. He's got a little bit. He gets down inside the Fort Payne 10-yard line, flag on the play. That is holding Arab. Holding Arab. It'll come back. So that time it was the same formation, running backs lined up directly uh, kind of behind the guard's uh, tackle gap. And th this time they had a tight end, so it extended the formation a little bit to this far to this near side. And they ran a quarterback's uh, sweep this way. Got a little bit of yardage, but it was holding call on the play. So now it's second down and 20, Arab. Here's some of those mistakes. Fort Payne gifted Arab a first down. Now Fort Payne, I mean, Arab gifts Fort Payne 10 yards of field position with a holding call. Second down and 20, Johnson in formation. Same running backs up behind the guards. There's the snap. Now it is a pass on this play. Throwing far left side. Throwing towards Seth Williams, and he catches it for an Arab touchdown, guys. I hate to sound like a homer, but that was pass interference by the offense. Yeah. Like he pushed he, pushed, he clearly pushed Seth Williams off. I was just fixing to say a minute ago, they're lining up in that two-back set there, just running it, running it, running it. And he's going to stand up and throw one here in a minute. And he was on him there, but he got yeah, pushed Seth, off of him. Seth had good coverage. Yeah, He gets a one-on-one -on -one out there, like you said, and it's, it's clear he's, he pushes off. So... Arab scores the touchdown on a long pass from Johnson to McLean to McCain. And they're within an extra point attempt from tying this game. There's a flag on that play. Unsportsmanlike conduct against Fort Payne. Must have said something to the official. It's very tempting to do on plays like that. It is. He might have said he pushed me. <laughs> Probably didn't say just that, but he may have said something to that effect. Sir, he pushed me. <laughs> he pushed me, sir. Yeah, that's it. There's the snap. Extra point attempt is up, and it is good. So with 10.53 left in the second quarter, Arab has tied this game up 7-7. Seven to seven. We're going to take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. All right, we're back. Brian Northcutt, Britt Haas, Dallas Poe on WZOB and FPTV. Fort Payne Wildcats taking on the Arab Knights. 10.53 left in the, first, in the second quarter. It is tied 7-7. Seven seven. With the unsportsmanlike conduct, Arab will be kicking off from the Fort Payne 35-yard line, 45-yard line. During the break, the timeout heard of what looked to be uh, Coach Varnador in a tent down there with the defensive players 
and I could hear him from the press box. So he got a little bit animated with that defense, not, not too happy with how that series went. So Arab kicking off from the Fort Payne 45. You'd expect this to go into the end zone for a touchback. Courier approaches the ball. There's the kick, and it is into the end zone. So Fort Payne will start out at the 20-yard line. You don't want to label, you know, the first week against Athens you saw what, what looked like the cramp game. Then last week it was just kind of a lot of mistakes game. This looks like whoever can clean up the penalties early can really have a significant advantage. Both teams have been hurt by penalties at various times through that first quarter in the start of the second quarter. We've seen both offenses in second and 15, second and yeah. 20. Yeah. yeah. Hard so, to get a first down from there. Yeah. Let's see what Jake Barnes can dial up yeah. here for Fort Payne. Alex Aikens in again at running back. We've got trips receivers near side, single receiver far side. Sawyer Bird is lined up as a wing on this side. There's the snap, hands to Aikens. He runs, no room there. Arab swarms, and he's going to lose two yards. They were all over that play. So it'll be second and 12, Fort Payne. Looks like on that play there, they were maybe hoping the outside linebacker kind of read in with Jake Barnes because nobody blocked him there. I guess yeah. they were hoping he would feed in and yeah. be able to bounce it outside. He certainly wasn't accounted for. Now they go twins left, twins right. Aiken still at running back. There's the snap. Barnes fakes. He's looking downfield. Throws down the seam to Marcus Ledford. He had him there, but he, the cornerback for Arab comes across and makes a good play on that one. That was number 10, uh, John Ray Wilkes. Makes a nice play on defense. Good throw by Barnes. Wilkes made a good play on that one. Ledford was open for a second. Yeah, a, a, another good play call, I think, you know, all, although it wasn't that productive, of course, but uh, it tells uh, Arab, it stretches them just a little yep. bit because they, they're just – it seems like everybody's in the box even when they're out. Yeah, at least it lets them know we will throw it. Looks like the linebacker's up to stunt. They are. It's a run blitz. Aikens on third down. He get, he breaks through the initial line of scrimmage, and he had some running room. But the safety, number seven, Hayden O'Reilly, comes in and makes the tackle. It's going to be Fort Payne fourth and five, and they're going to punt. They had a run blitz. Linebacker's in the gaps, and Aikens broke through that for five. But then the safety came down and make the play. So Alex McPherson into punt and Puccio, the freshman for Arab, back to receive. Love to see Fort Payne grab some momentum here. Aikens on the punt. Oh, nice, high, tight spiral, deep. It drives Puccio deep. He finally has to let it drop, and it takes a Fort Payne bounce inside the 20-yard line. Nice punt by McPherson. Rolls dead at the 16-yard line. Nice punt. We're going to take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. We are back. 
Arab starting at their 16-yard line, and there's a flag again. Illegal procedure by Arab backs them up five yards. That last punt there by Alex was a 59-yarder. 59-yard punt. Boy, I tell you what, that, that is lots of hidden yardage there that can really put some pressure, help your defense put pressure on their offense. I'm going to say Arab's coach would have never guessed they were starting inside the 15 from no. where he punted that no, throw. Yep, yep. So here we go. First and 15 Arab from their own 10-yard line, 11-yard line. Johnson in shotgun formation. There's a snap. He rolls right. Looking for a receiver in the flats. He throws. Number nine, McCain, catches the ball at the 22-yard line. There's another flag. That may be against Fort Payne. Possibly a late hit there. Yeah. It looked. It was thrown in the area where he might have hit Johnson a little bit late, but I don't know. I didn't see it. I was looking at the pass, and it's a first down yeah, completion on the pass. I was going to say it's going to be a first down. Either way, probably. I was watching the pass attempt, so I didn't see what happened in the backfield, but it was thrown in the area that he might have hit the quarterback late. That's what it is, roughing the passer against Fort Payne. An ineligible receiver, so that's going to offset. So they'll replay that down at an ineligible receiver downfield. Even though it's really early in this game, you've got to feel if, if any team can stop the bleeding on penalties, yeah. you could take a significant advantage here. I'm going to say both teams have had five or six penalties at least. Yeah, it's been a lot. Fort Payne catching a little bit of a break there. Yeah. A 15-yard roughing the passer is a lot worse than a five-yard ineligible receiver downfield, but they, they offset nonetheless. Here we go. Arab first and 15, Johnson in shotgun formation. He pitches the ball, quick pitch left side, running back seven, makes about six yards, and it'll be second and nine. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Tracy's Florist and Gifts. Gourmet baskets, personalized printing gifts, Stock up on Auburn and Alabama party wear, perfect for your next game day gathering. Located on Galt Avenue in North Fort Payne, you're getting it live on FPTV. Second and eight, Fort Payne from the Arab 17-yard line. 9.05 left in the second quarter. Tie ball game, 7-7. Seven to seven. Arab comes out in trips formation, top side single receiver near. Johnson in shotgun formation with Franklin at running back. There's the snap. Fakes the quick pitch. Johnson runs the ball this time. He gains about two yards. There's another penalty flag. That's going to be holding against Arab. That's going to back them up. So that time they faked the quick pitch left side, and Johnson kept it on a boot right side. And kind of a, I don't know if that was a trap or what kind of blocking there was. But there was a holding call on that. It's going to back Arab up again. Let's see if Fort Payne can take advantage. Pretty evenly matched ball game so far, even in the penalty department. Yeah, I'm with you. If either team could just clean that up, the the, the other ones just kind of shoot themselves in the foot. All right, so it's second and 17. Arab from their own eight-yard line now. Twins receivers top side, twins receivers bottom side. McCain in formation, uh, in motion, drops back. Looks like he's setting up the screen. He's got it set up to seven. Seven runs up the middle of the field. He's got some running room, and he's going to get a first down. My goodness. Hayden O'Reilly, the running back on that, set up the screen nicely there, took advantage of Fort Payne's pass rush, 
and Arab picks up a first down. So they fought back from having that penalty affect them too much. It's first down, Arab with 8.41 left. Clock is ticking. Arab comes out in trips receivers near side, single receiver far side. Johnson in shotgun formation. Now he sends the wing back in motion. It'll be an even set now. There's a snap, fakes a handoff. He runs up the middle. Uh, Johnson runs up the middle. He gains 11, 12 yards for a first down. Arab moving the ball now. Well, again, you get the ball inside the 15, 18, whatever yard line. It's so easy to want to send and stunt. And uh, it, it, that screen just about, just a great play selection by Arab. Yeah, it was. So Arab's in first and 10, still inside their own territory at their own 40-yard line, just about to break eight minutes in the, in the half. Johnson running the ball well right now. Bullpain's got to have an answer for that. There's the snap, gives a handoff to number three. He's tackled at the line of scrimmage, maybe gained one yard. Nice play there for Fort Payne. Is that the spot? My goodness. I guess he must have fallen forward further than I thought. That's a second and seven, not a second and one. They got a really good spot on that one. So 7.33 left in the half. Again, we're tied, seven to seven. Arab is on the move. Trips receivers near side, single receiver far side, Johnson in shotgun formation. With O'Reilly in the backfield. Now running an option play. Johnson keeps it. Fort Payne swarms. He gains about two yards. And it's going to bring up a third and four. Long four, maybe five. Good gang tackling there by Fort Payne's defense. Yeah, had the option set up and he chose to run and not pitch. And Fort Payne made him pay, so let's see if we can get a stop here. Third and five. Be a big stop for Fort Payne if they can make it here. Johnson in shotgun. There is a stop in play, and Arab, I believe, has called a timeout. They're going to think about this one. Yep. So they're going to take a timeout. We will take a timeout. We're going to take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. All right, we're back. Brian Northcutt, Britt Haas, Dallas Poe, WZOB and FPTV. It's a third and five for Arab. Kind of getting a feeling that, boy, Fort Payne could get a stop here, get the ball back. Arab's moving a little bit here. We'd love to see a stop here for Fort Payne. Johnson takes the snap. He fakes the handoff. He's looking for a bootleg. He's off, gets it out to the running back. He catches it, and he's going to be first down. Fort Payne had uh, Devin Wells and Bennett Blakes all over Johnson. He was able to get the ball away to Dakota Naismith, and he picks up a first down. Thought that one was going to be about eight-yard yeah, sack. It was right there. great yeah. play by Johnson. You, it's just a great effort it was by a, him. Yeah, he's a good. He's a good athlete. Uh, and Pretty good by him knowing his whereabouts and where to find somebody to dump it off to right there. Pretty surprising he was able to get it to him. 
So it's a first and 10 now. Uh, Arab is inside Fort Payne territory. Again, moving the ball. This, this series started at their 12-yard line. Johnson rolls right, short roll, and throws back wide receiver screen left side, but Fort Payne's all over it. No gain on the play. Had a little half roll right and then turned around, looked like a wide receiver screen, but Fort Payne sniffs it out. Seth Williams doing a good job of getting off a block out there. They had him blocked and uh, shook that block and made the tackle. Yep. So it's going to be, well, we had a flag on the play. Surely not. <laughs> Imagine that. It's going to be a celebration when there's no flag on the play. <laughs> They're pointing towards Fort Payne. It's a personal foul. Fort Payne. Coach Elmore can't be happy about that. We've had, I think, three personal fouls. Yeah. What do we uh, probably average three or four plays per penalty? Yeah. Have we not? It's, Have we gone six? Uh, Coach Has Elmore's going to want an explanation of this. On one side of the ball or not? Yeah. I don't think we have. So, I don't. Two, two of the three uh, personal fouls, I, I haven't seen what's going on, so it has to be some mouthing going on out there that we're, we're not seeing up okay, here. Okay, we're taking a heat timeout. So, I guess they're going to explain that to Coach Elmore after this heat timeout. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. All right, we're back. Just under six minutes left in the half. Ball game is tied seven to seven. Arab is on the move. They started this drive at their own 11-yard line. Now they're inside Fort Payne territory deep at the Fort Payne 34-yard line. Just got 15 yards on a personal foul. Johnson in shotgun formation. Motion across the field. They pitch to a speed sweep. Number eight. He's got a little bit of running room. Gains about six yards on first down. That was John Johnson. Kobe King flying in from the safety to make the tackle there. Yep. So it's second and four. Arab seems to be spreading the ball out pretty good. Johnson now goes under center. Takes the snap. Hands to number nine. Number three running back. He breaks a tackle. He gets a first down. He's inside Fort Payne 20-yard line. That's Drake Franklin. Had him, had him at the line of scrimmage, and he broke the tackle, surged forward, picks up another Arab first down inside the Fort Payne red zone. I mean, inside the red zone. Johnson again under center. Takes the snap. Same, four, same play, other side. And it's going to result in five more yards. Going with a little bit of a hurry up there. Yeah, they're, they're getting to the line of scrimmage rather quickly. It's definitely safe to say that the quarterback and running back for Arab is not afraid of contact. They're, they're, they're putting it up in there and running the ball yeah. pretty hard. So we need to see the Fort Payne defense bow its back here and get a stop. Johnson goes back into shotgun formation. He's got the two running backs behind the offensive line again. Let's see if this is a run formation. It is. Power play up the middle, and it is stuffed out this time by Fort Payne. 
Four paint stops him at the line of scrimmage. Devin Wells in on the tackle. He, he stood him up right there. Yeah, that was a nice, nice hit. So it's going to be third and six. Arab from the Fort Payne 15-yard line. Here's another third and medium. Be really nice to get a stop here by the Fort Payne defense. Let's see which Coach Prater dials up. Going with that same formation. The two running backs lined up behind the guards. Johnson behind them in shotgun. Third and five. Here's the snap. Johnson running. No, he fakes the run this time. And they roll over the top. Wide open. Touchdown. Touchdown, Arab. Johnson to Neesmith. They faked. Oh, wow. And it's coming back on a holding call. Imagine that. That, that was one of the old, is it Tebow that started yeah, that pass yeah, and kind of runs it up? It looked very much, yeah, it looked very much like that yeah. Tebow play from Florida days. You run that draw that many times anyway, that, yeah. that play sets itself up. Yeah. Exactly. That, that is a beautiful play-action pass off of yeah, that run. Nice. So, Johnson just takes about two steps forward, much like Tim Tebow a la 2006. And um, then he steps back, and, and Neesmith was wide open. Nobody within 10 yards of him. But – Penalty brings it back, so now it's third down and 15. Fort Payne gets a break here. Let's see if they can take advantage. Now we're going twins receivers both sides. Johnson in shotgun. Takes the snap, drops back. It's looking to set up the screen again. Fort Payne sniffs it out. He tries to throw it away, and he does. Is that going to be did he get out of the tackle box? I guess there's no grounding on that play. Fort Payne sniffed out that screen. Great play by the defensive line. They were all over the running back on that play, and it was not there. So it's fourth and 15. Defensive lineman like that, when, when you do get free and break through like that, it's hard not to run after the quarterback. But Fort Payne did a really good job of getting back. Obviously, they got burned on that play yep. you know, earlier in this drive, and they sniffed it out right there. And it, it appears as though Arab does not have a place kicker because it's fourth and 15, and they're going for it. So here we go. Big, big time to stop for Fort Payne. Johnson steps back. He's looking right side, throwing long towards the end zone. And it is out of bounds. Out of bounds. Boy, that official reached for his flag. But I think he realized there was no way that that was going to be caught. So Fort Payne gets a big stop there. Nice play by the defense to get off the field. And let's see what the Fort Payne offense can do this time. It's good, too. Fort Payne needed to get a little momentum there. You would think on a, on a if you know on third and 15 that you're going for it, why wouldn't you try some kind of run play to get a little bit of yardage to make that fourth down a little bit more manageable? Yeah. Or maybe that was their their no, their low-risk play on that screen pass, but Fort Payne sniffed it out. So Fort Payne takes advantage. This is where those special teams come into play. They don't have an Alex McPherson, yeah. obviously. Well, so, until you made a good point, Brian. That's probably the first play that the screen has not worked. Yeah. You know, yeah, they, Fort Payne did a really good job. They've seen it quite a bit. So Jake Barnes sets up in shotgun formation at the Fort Payne 24-yard line. Takes the snap, hands to Aikens up the middle. Gets about three yards on first down. It'll be second and seven. Let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Patterson's Music and Jewelry. Did you know that you can rent band instruments at Patterson's? Dan and Marie sell and service a variety of musical instruments and sound equipment. Drop by to see their beautiful selection of jewelry or have yours cleaned located in historic downtown Fort Payne. You're getting it live on FPTV. Here we go, second down and five. Barnes takes the snap, hands to Aiken's left side. He gets three or four yards. It's going to be third and short. So Fort Payne moving the ball on the ground in this series. It'll be third and one. Coach Elmore told me he thought he could use that T formation against these guys. Be interesting to see if he tries to dial it up here. That looked good week one. 
They did. Used it a little bit last week, too. All right, here we go. Third and one. Jake Barnes in shotgun. Takes the ball. Hands to Akins. Up the middle. And he's going to have the first pain, first down for Fort Payne. First down, Alex Akins. We're down to 231 left in the half. If Fort Payne could run that four-minute offense, which is your slow tempo it's the opposite of the two-minute where you're trying to run the clock out and get down there and score. It would be nice to end the half this way. Alex Aikens only weighing 160 pounds, runs it like he's about 215. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing on some somebody. of these hits he gets up. Yes. There's a snap to Barnes. Hands to Aikens again, left side. He's got, two, he's got blockers out there. He's making six yards on first down. You like to see that. Pulled two, two offensive linemen to lead him. And Fort Payne picks up six yards on first down. Moving the ball running. Harold and Frazier pulling right there. It'll kind of lead the way for him. Yep. Inside of two minutes, Fort Payne at their own 43-yard line. Skyler Cody into running back now. Barnes takes the snap, hands to Cody, right side on a sweep. He's trying to get the corner, and he can't make it there. He gains about a yard, so it's going to be third and two. And had a little bit of extra rough play there with Sawyer Burt, and he's down. Don't want to see that. Lands on his shoulder. Sawyer's up. Sawyer's holding his shoulder. You don't want to see that. Mm. Okay, with this timeout, let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. All right, we are back. Fort Payne on a third and two, but more importantly, Sawyer Burt came out with a hold in his shoulder. Hopefully that's not too serious of an injury. Let's see what Fort Payne can do on third down. Barnes takes the snap, hands to Daryl Prater up the middle. They are all over that. Nowhere to go. Arab snuffed that one out. It's going to be fourth and four. Fort Payne's going to have to punt. Well, somehow we've got to find the edges, whether it's a speed sweep or a jet sweep or just throw to the edges. Somehow we've got to get to the edges. Too much up the middle. You know, we're already going, which I know Akins has asked for relief, but we're already going to Daryl this early, yeah. and uh, we're relying on him too right. much to stop Johnson. Fort Payne is lined up like they're going to go for it. It's fourth and four. They're inside their own territory. Just at a minute left in the game, I mean in the half. It looks like they're just trying to draw A-Rab off sides. So Coach Elmore's going to let the play clock run down and call a timeout. I'm going to say that A-Rab's probably seen Daryl on film back there because they, yeah. they were ready for him to go yeah. right up the middle right there. Yeah. So Fort Payne calls a timeout. We'll take it with them. Let's take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. 
They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. So Coach Elmore decided uh, with 45 seconds left in the half to not risk a fourth down. I don't think he had any intentions of going forward on that one. He was just trying to see if he could get A-Rab to jump. Been interesting to see if they could have done that shift motion they did last week against right. Gadsden City to get him to jump. So Alex McPherson into punt for Fort Payne. Takes the snap. Kicks it away. High, wobbly spiral. It's going to land and take a Fort Payne bounce what inside bounce. the 10-yard line all the way down to the 6-yard line. And Arab will have 33 seconds from their own six-yard line. Two incredible kicks by him. Yep. You might say that that has contributed significantly to Fort Payne keeping it a 7-7 game. Looks like Arab may just line up and kind so of a victory formation. Yeah, Arab just going to run the clock out. They run Johnson forward for a few yards, and that's going to be 29, 28, 27 seconds left in the half. And Arab's just going to take this one into the house at halftime, tied 7-7. Seven to seven. So it's the kind of ball game that we expected, 7-7 seven to seven tie ball game. Um, really penalties right now is the story of the game. Not, not the prettiest court, uh, half we've seen. No. So there's the halftime. We're going to take a 90-second break. 90-second break. We'll come back with a scoreboard update. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. We've got a slingshot over there if anybody wants to come by and look at it. Um, we're going to be running all summer long from uh, 8.30 in the morning till Probably 6, 7 o'clock at night. It depends on how long it takes us to do it. But we want to invite everybody to come out here and see us. We're on Highway 35 over here by Walmart. Great inventory to choose from. We've got great finance. And listen, guys, we can't do it without you. We just want to tell you how much we appreciate you. Bobby Ledbetter is always uh, willing to say, get the best deal no matter what. Let's not let them leave without a car. So y'all come down here and see us. You can shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill Antiquity. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. 
Hello, I'm Webb Mason, and I'm going to give some score updates for some games going on this Friday night. Um, Fort Payne versus Arab is tied at 7. Um, Fairview versus Gunnersville. Fairview leads in the second quarter, 12 to 7. Oxford versus Scottsboro. Oxford leads 3 to 0. Southside versus Pell City. Southside leads 7 to 0. Madison Academy versus DAR. Madison Academy leads 25 to 7. Aniston versus Jacksonville. Uh, Aniston leads 14 to 0. Plainview versus Pisgah. Uh, Plainview leads 24 to 6. Geraldine versus Asbury. Uh, Geraldine leads 36 to 0. Section versus Tanner. Uh, zero to zero. Uh, Falkville versus Whitesburg Christian Academy. Falkville leads 27 to six. Fife versus Collinsville. Fife leads 36 to zero. Isabella versus Marone. Uh, zero to zero. Piedmont versus Sachs. Piedmont leads 12 to six. Boaz versus Crossville. Boaz leads 18 to 0. Cedar Bluff versus Valley Head, 0 to 0. Hoax Bluff versus Pleasant Valley, 0 to 0. Eider versus North Sand Mountain. Uh, no score. Uh, yeah. And we don't have a score for Westbrook Christian versus Sand Rock either. And then. Uh, East Limestone versus Lee. East Limestone leads seven to zero. And that's been up for that's been it for this score update. Thank you. I'll send it back up to the press box. All right. Well, we have got a special guest tonight, all the way from St. Louis, Missouri. My predecessor, Roger Engel. Roger, good to have you back this evening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you not say, do you not know who I am? I'm Roger Engel. I'm a pretty big deal around here. So come back in town. You come back to see your Tide play tomorrow and see yep. Fort Payne. So yep, going to go over to Atlanta. How long did you do this? All together, I, it was 35 years between, so, you know, me being a backup dude or helping Larry and yeah. do color. And I was did the sideline for quite a few, but all, over 35 years. Yeah, we, we talked about before we came on the air here that you'd actually recruited me when I first moved back into Fort Payne to I help know, you out. And at that time, my kids, my five kids were really small, and it just was not realistic to be to pull that off. But yeah. I always watched you. I would get on uh, FPTV or listen to the radio and – follow your call and certainly big shoes to fill but uh I, I don't know about that hey me and you broke in together out in san francisco <laughs> right. we were in the booth at a giants game the giants 30 and years the reds ago. yep 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 30 years ago that's unbelievable I, I i thought about that and i'd forgotten about i'd forgotten about that but that was uh that was our first time in the booth together so um i'll so, never forget what you said because we were on espn <laughs> and you said trying to make a joke yeah it said the extra century perception network and i just looked at you like 
We could not add that. Uh, oh, so this is your first game to sit down and watch. And other than TV. Other than TV. So how, have you, uh, how does it feel to be back? Uh, you said it felt weird and you missed it. Yeah, I miss it. You yeah. know, I do. And I, I love seeing the people and everything. And yeah, I'd be lying if I didn't say I wish I was, wasn't still here because I do. But, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes priorities and things change and you just have to do what you have to do. Yep. So tell us what you've been up to. You you moved to St. Louis. Live in St. Louis, and actually I lived within a stone's throw of the high school my nieces went to up there, and okay. uh, and I'm kind of been. I was going to go to their game last Friday night, but I looked at the thermometer and it was 97, <laughs> and I said, you know, I don't know a soul on that team. Do I want to set out when it's 97 degrees? No. I, I, one thing that I was completely unprepared for was the heat in this press box. Oh, oh, it, I know. It is extremely hot up here, and last week. I mean, it's still a little bit stifly tonight, but not near as bad as it was the first two weeks. I think oh. I lost five pounds. Oh, I know. I would like my – there would be water standing here on the counter where I'd have my hands, you know, <laughs> and everything. But it's fun. It really yeah. is fun. And the road games, some there's good things about them, bad things about them. Well, so, I'll, I'll experience that next week. So, yeah. that will be my first road game. And, and where you're going, is it Springville next week? It is uh, – no. Well, you caught me off guard. Yeah. Who do we play on the road next week? Yes, it is. I think it is Springville. You're right. You're right. Well, I don't think people in Springville listen to us, but <laughs> the worst experience I've ever had is Springville. That was probably the worst we'd ever been treated. Uh, that, that's Roger Engel. He's the former Fort Payne that, That's Wildcat probably why broadcaster. I'm former now because I didn't care what I said, you know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I hope it's better for you guys. Well, anyway. maybe maybe it'll be a little bit cooler. You got a little bit of break this week. so. Um, well, as far as the football goes, I, I hope the pattern – it's the same as last year. We had those two big games with the great teams, and, of course, we lost them. But then we turned around and was able to, against equal competition, you know, yep. have a really good season, and I'm hoping that will happen again this season. Do you have any thoughts about Fort Payne tonight and what you've seen? They don't know. The defense has played pretty good, I think. And then offensively, you know, we just seem to do a lot of penalties and shooting ourselves yeah. in the foot. And uh, I think once we – Get it rolling, and and, we, and you have to admit, you know, Barnes is a young quarterback. Yeah, too, he's still learning. He still is learning, and uh, you know, you can sit up here and see a lot of things that he can't see down yeah. there under center. Yep. And uh, he gets more experience, and uh, you know, you got Prater who plays really well both on offense and defense, and uh, Aikens does a good job also. He has. He's run the ball well. So, uh, Arab's uh, band is coming off the field, so we're going to uh, take a break, Roger. Good to have you back up Good here. See Good you, to Brian. see you, Brian. Not only be here, but see you. <laughs> Tell Dad and Mom I said I, hi. I will please. do that. I will do that. All so right. we're going to take a one-minute timeout, and we'll have the Fort Payne band coming on the field after that. We're going to take a one-minute timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Tokyo. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturdays. 
so come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage, And gentlemen, now performing on the field, Yo!
Wildcat Band is under the leadership of directors Ian Pass and Elena Garrett, with assistance from Jay Scarrett, Alex Jacobs, and Will Thomas. there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. All right, we're back. Good talking to Roger Engel. Haven't spoken to him in a while. So uh, Arab's coming back out to warm up at 136 left in the half. Hopefully we'll get to talk to Coach Elmore. Trying to pick up some scores. Uh, one I did notice is Oxford is only up 17 to seven against Scottsboro oh, wow. tonight. So that's a, a little bit closer than you would expect on a game like that. So. Don't know what that says about Scottsboro or Oxford. And this is uh, Scottsboro's first year coming up to 6A, so um, really surprising hearing that. Yeah. And uh, Cherokee County is up. Are they 4A? Are they still 4A? I believe so. They're I think up, so. They're up 21 to 14 on Springville, who Fort Payne has next week. So um, trying to find a score on the Pell City Southside game. And I'm not being able to find it right now. Let's see if I can find it this way. Let's see if they got me a south side. Got this newfangled app, but it's not working to give me the scores. So, don't know the score of the Pell City Southside game right now. We're waiting on Coach Elmore. We're going to get to talk to him. But looking at the first half, obviously cleaning up those penalties is a priority. At times, Fort Payne seemed to move the ball, and um, Barnes, Barnes making some decent decisions. 
threw that pass to Adame for a touchdown. And uh, Arab definitely moving the ball. And so Fort Payne's going to have to slow them down. I think like uh, we said earlier, Britt mentioned that the, the team that can clean it up, you know, has a significant advantage on um, this game. So, yep. All right, Coach Elmore is now approaching our crew down there. So we'll be able to talk to him for just a second. They roll the clock back to another three minutes to give everybody plenty of time to warm up. All right, Coach, can you hear me? All right, guys, I got no audio on Coach Elmore. So they can't hear me. Oh, I got, I've got you now. All right, I got it. Okay. Uh, first half, Coach, had some a lot of penalties on both sides, Arab and Fort Payne. Uh, your assessment of your guys so far? Yeah, too many, uh, too many dead ball penalties for us. A couple of times where we, uh, you know, pushing after play and had an unsportsman lock after the touchdown is totally uncharacteristic of us. We got to do better than that. Um, and then we just, we, you know, uh, one of the one of the penalties led to another first down and got him field position. The guy makes a good play on the flayed ball, and and uh, Seth was there. He just made a good play on it. Uh, we got to we got to move the ball more on offense. We some of the stuff that we we liked in the throw game. They've done a good job defending. They've been on it, and uh, but we got to find a way to, to still throw it. But we we've ran it well at times, but we just hadn't sustained anything yet. Yeah, and your defense has gotten a, very much a bend but don't break attitude as they had the first two weeks, and so they've continued that tonight. Arabs got some ball players, but the defense is hanging in there. Yeah, I think right here it's key coming out of the, out of the break. If we could get some, a stop and force them to punt deep in their own territory and get some field position, it could flip the game around a little bit. So that's what I told them coming out. You know, we're stopping them, but we need to stop them, you know, quicker and, and control field position where we got a short field to play on. See if we can go down there and get a lead and get them a little bit of a bind. Yeah. Sawyer Burke came out landing on that shoulder. Is he okay? Yeah, we think he's fine. We taped him up. He just kind of scared him a little bit, and uh, we think he's ready to go. All right, Coach. Good luck in the second All half. Right, thanks. All right, so we're getting ready to play. Second half of ball. I finally got a score here. Southside and Pale City are tied at 14 at the half. Um, so there's that score. Guys, any thoughts before we get started? Good to see that Burt's going to be back out there. Yeah, uh -huh. nice that that injury's not too hard. As they're getting ready to take the sidelines, Fort Payne and, and Arab are both taking the sidelines. Let's take one more timeout. Let's take a one-minute timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. All right, we are back. Brian Northcutt, Dallas Poe, Britt Haas joining you on WZOB and FPTV. We're glad you're here with us tonight. 
A lot cooler tonight than it was last week, isn't it, Britt? Oh, it's nice. I'm not sweating near as bad. No, sir. So, getting close to football weather. <laughs> that's right. Dangerously close to fall. Got some big college games tomorrow, too. That, what do you think that about that 3 5 matchup? That with, time of year. That Georgia Clemson matchup. What do y'all like one. there? Be a good one. Got to always pull for the SEC there, yeah. right? Be a good one. So, four paint will kick off. They're kicking off from our right to our left. See what they can dial up on defense, try to stop and stymie this ARAB offense, which we say they've got a great offense, and they do. They've moved the ball well, but they've only scored seven points. So, Fort Payne's done a good job of keeping them off the scoreboard. That's the stat that counts the most. I'd say on some of the drives, if it's been a 60-yard drive, 30 of it's been from penalties. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. hard to yeah. judge what, what they really got. Yeah. So, McPherson lined up to kick off. And here we go. Second half starts now. Deep, deep kickoff by McPherson. Goes out of the back of the end zone. I think he hit the upright on that. Whew, he's got a leg. Auburn's getting a good one next year. I agree. So here we go. Let's see what Arab starts out the second half with. Good to hear that Sawyer Burt appears to be okay. Arab's got some athletes out there. They come out in a trips formation to the near side. Johnson in the backfield. Tight end far side. Four paint shifts. There's the snap. Fakes the handoff. Johnson takes it up the middle. He is hit by Heisman Brown. My goodness. Heisman stood him up on that play. Nice lick by Heisman Brown. And I think Daryl Prater came in to finish it off. Played that well, just kind of squeezed to the inside there and made the play. Second down and nine for four, for uh, Arab on their own 21-yard line. They break the huddle. Trips far side, single receiver near side. It's second and nine. There's the snap. Johnson rolls left, looking. Throws in the middle of the field. Ball is caught. He breaks a re He breaks free. He's at the 35, the 40, the 45, the 50, 40. Inside the third. Oh, he is hit. My goodness. Daryl Prater came in and cleaned him up there. And there's a flag on the play. Wow. Like Arab's quarterback took a shot too right there, I think, didn't he? Did he? Daryl Prater came in and cleaned that one up. But there's a flag on the play. I don't know if that's a, a targeting call. Surely that's not targeting. That was a clean hit. Daryl made him pay for that. I know that. The uh, <laughs> Fort Payne coaches are a little bit hot about this, so it looks like they're going to end up getting a for what? An, an unnecessary. Is there targeting in high school? I thought it was. I didn't know that there was even targeting here. But apparently there is, so it's another 15 yards, so. Not the start you want for the Fort Payne defense. And you'd like to think he, did he, have, he didn't have a foot out of bounds. No, no, it was not out of bounds he yet. He was cutting back. Whistle stopping the play. Coach Elmore seems to be looking for an explanation, but nobody's going to give it to him. Boy, Daryl Prater hit him hard. So Arab is set up inside the red zone. Motion by 21 across the formation. Johnson takes the snap, hands off to number three, Franklin. He's breaking left side, and there's a holding call. Gain of five, but it's going to come back. 
holding against Arab. So that'll move them back outside of the red zone. When you have to locate your helmet after a lead. <laughs> Daryl came out of nowhere also. He no, did. Nose guard making a tackle 30 yards down. Yeah, yeah if not 40. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean. That's not giving up on a player. I, yeah. I remember Coach Sanford always about pursuit, 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 yes, pursuit. Yeah. And you better ever, right not, never, ever, ever stop running after the ball. And that happened there for Daryl. So the holding penalty moves Arab back to the 28-yard line. It's first and 20 now. Johnson in shotgun formation. Trips receivers near side, single receiver top side. There's the snap. He rolls right. Looking downfield. He gets popped on that play. And Will Green met him in the backfield. Apparently it was a clean hit, but, boy, he hit him hard. I'll be honest with you. That's two two plays in a row right there. That quarterback took a shot, and he, he didn't lock either one of them. Like yeah, that, that. He's getting up slow. Wow. Not sure uh, what was discussed in the defensive meeting at halftime, but – Apparently, uh, putting a hat on somebody was a point of emphasis. <laughs> We've seen some big hits in this. <laughs> third so that ball was here. incomplete, and now it's second down and 20. We need that bend but don't break defense right here. See what Arab calls up. It's 10 28 left in the third quarter. There's a stoppage of play, and looks like Arab is going to call a timeout. Let's stay right here. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors Not Your Mama's Deli. Open, opens at 5 p.m. Wednesdays through Saturday. Stop by for delicious sandwiches, fire brick oven pizzas, pepper jack cheese sticks, and more. Made with only fresh ingredients, live musical entertainment on Fridays and Saturdays till 2 a.m. Great idea for after the game. You're getting it live on FPTV. I want to thank Steve Black and all his students for doing a great job. It is so easy to work with these guys at FPTV. If you've not looked at any of their archived stuff and all the things that he has going on with his program, they are excellent. They are running around here all over the place. There's FPTV shirts all over this press box. So, Coach Elmore giving it a little bit to the white hat during that timeout. I really didn't think there was anything inappropriate by what – it was just a hard hit by Daryl on that play. And I, I would never – in my opinion, I, you don't correct that. He's just playing hard and hit him hard. So, here we go, second down and 18. Motion by Arab across the formation. Now we're going to have trips receivers topside with the tight end. So we actually got four receivers up there. Nope, no, there is no tight end. So that's trips. Single receiver near side. I don't know if it's the white uniforms, but they look big. There's the handoff to number three. He bounces left side. There's no room there. He breaks the tackle. Heisman's hanging on, and he brings him down. Nice play. No, is that that's Scholar Hillier? That's Scholar Hillier. Excuse me. 84 and 94 look a lot alike with these old 48-year-old eyes. Great job by him playing technique yep. there, um, keeping that uh, containment there until help got there. Just slowed him up enough, so it's going to be third down and 20. That should be third down. The marker over there says second, but they incompleted the pass. My goodness. I didn't even see that flag I didn't see there. the flag on the field. So it's a face mask against Fort Payne. Moves the ball up. That's why they're saying second down. So it'll replay the down. Second and 15, Arab on the Fort Payne 23-yard line. They come in trips receivers to the near side, a tight end on the top side. Johnson in shotgun formation. Here's the, oh, they, oh, they didn't look for it. The ball gets snapped, and the running back has to pick it up and try to make something happen. And he is going to be dropped for a 10-yard loss. So the center evidently thought 
the snap was called and he snapped it and nobody was nobody was paying attention. Ball goes into the backfield. Running back picks it up, tries to make something out of it. He actually made a decent run to have six Wildcats all over him. And that was Dakota Neesmith. That's a risky decision. Do you fall on it not knowing where anybody's at or yep. try to pick it up and make something happen? Yep. So it's third down and long for Arab. My goodness, guys. We've, we've, we've got to get off the field. We've got to get off the field on this one. Got to get off the field. Third down and long for Arab. 8.51 left. Johnson rolls left, looking in the middle of the field. He's got a receiver caught, but it's not anywhere close to a first down. But I guess they were just trying to get close because evidently they don't have a place kicker. So it's going to be fourth and 16, and they're going to have to go for it. Yeah, the kid kicking off has got a decent yeah, leg. So, yeah, I, I don't know the, the – The one extra point he kicked earlier, too, had, you know, went through their uprights pretty good. I'm not sure – yeah, even if you roll the dice and try something here, if he gets lucky and hits it good, you're up by three. So here we go, fourth and 15. Arab inside the Fort Payne 25-yard line. Johnson takes a snap. He drops back. He's looking right side. He throws back to the corner. Receiver's trying to catch the get, catch up to it, and he misses it. A little bit underthrown, so Fort Payne's going to take over on downs. There's again that Fort Payne bend but don't break defense. Give up the big play but hold them when it counts. That's going, to be, that's going to be big if Fort Payne wins this ball game, how many times they've stopped them like that. And it certainly has hurt Arab to not have a kicker. Other than that one play that, you know, they, he ran for 40, you know, 30, 40 yards there, the defense has gotten after it. Yep. Yeah. Coach Prater must put a little spark under him at halftime there. Yeah, they did, they did a great job there other than that one play. So here goes Fort Payne, first and 10 on their own 24-yard line. Jake Barnes in shotgun formation. There's the snap. He hands the Akins up the middle. Akins finds a little bit of running room. He gains six yards. It's going to be second down and four, Fort Payne. And another flag. What was that one on? It looks like a little pushing after the play back there. Eli Frazier. Is it going to be on him? or on? It's going to be a personal foul on Arab. Frazier had a look on his face like, why did you call that on me, Mr. Ref? But they call it, no, they call it. Okay, no, it is on Frazier. Wasn't much of anything back there, but the way they're throwing flags tonight, it's not surprising that he did throw it. All right. About every third play, you can take a break because there's going to be a flag from. Yeah. No I need for heat breaks. Five, or, yeah. <laughs> I said four or five earlier. It's about three. <laughs> Man. Okay, it's personal foul, Fort Payne. He first called it on. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did not. Yeah. I watched it unfold there behind the line of scrimmage there. Nothing serious at all. Yeah. Probably in defense. Well, he, he, get, he just got caught. He Last man, yeah. you know, yeah. that's it. last push usually gets it. Starts to make you wonder if that's what's been going on the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Have, yeah. They, have, they been, have there been that many penalties, or is it just they're calling ticky-tack stuff? All right, here we go. Four pain first and 18. 749 left in the third quarter. There's the handoff, and he's just stuffed. Aikens hit in the backfield. It's going to bring up third down and very, very long for Fort Payne. So another drive hurt by penalties. Excuse me, that's going to be second down. Sorry, they flipped that, they flipped that so quick that I thought it was going to be third down. It's second down. Fort Payne playing from behind the sticks again. Got trips receivers near side, single receiver top side. That's Adame. There's a stop in play.
Don't know what that was for. Kind of like to see a little bit less whistle blowing. So here we go. 7-17 left in the third quarter. Jake Barnes takes the snap, fakes the handoff, throws in the middle, catches Ledford. He gains about eight yards. Nice pickup. It's going to be third down and 12. 13. Third down and 13. Nice catch and throw from uh, Jake Barnes to uh, Ledford. Yeah, good play call just getting out on the edge. Get more of a one-on-one -on -one instead of, a, you know, you feel like a one-on-eight. Yeah. On inside you. So it's third and long for Fort Payne. 7.45 left in the third. There's the snap. Barnes drops back. Looks left side. Throws it to Connor Cash. Complete. Connor makes a move, and he gets the first down. Nice move by Connor Cash after the catch, and he picks up a Fort Payne first down. Got a little momentum going here, but I'm with Britt. I'd like to see some of that to Burt and uh, Ledford there just yeah, real quick pop to each other. There. I'll tell you what, watching Connor Cash on that play, kind of go, hey, coach, let's throw to him a little bit more. So now we've got another stoppage in play. Is this a timeout? I guess so. Let's take it with them. Let's take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. Okay, so Fort Payne started out behind the sticks on that on that series and, and ends up getting a first down on a Connor Cash catch. Connor Cash catch. That's hard to say. Say yeah, that, that three is. times <laughs> fast. Here we go. Fort Payne first and ten at their own 38-yard line. Jake Barnes in shotgun formation. Hands the ball off to Alex Akins. He's right side looking for a little running room. He pushes. There's another flag. Guess what? There's another flag. All right, guys. Looking like that's in the backfield right, of Fort Payne. There's there. holding. I'm st <laughs> I'll tell you what. Okay. It's, it's really getting unbelievable. Well, he's – yeah, all right. I'm, I'm trying not to let the, coach, first, the coach in me come out right now <laughs> because the white hat looks like he's a little bit angry with these calls now. Like yeah. he's like, okay, you don't like that one. Well, how about this one? Yeah. yeah. Again, I'm trying not to be a homer, but my goodness. So now yeah. Fort Payne's – again, second time this series, they're at first and 20. And it's not only Fort Payne getting them. I mean, I know, yeah, getting Arabs, just as many. Yeah, they're so. getting their fair share too, yeah. so it's not one-sided for sure. Here we go. All right, now Fort Payne comes in a tight formation. This is a wing T formation with a tight end on both sides. There's a snap. Here's a flag again. Here we go. Fort Payne moved. It's going to be first wow. down and 25. First and 25. Wasn't expected to see him in that bunch formation right there with uh, first and 20, but maybe he has something yeah. up his sleeve here. He may be deciding that he's just going to yeah. try to run the ball. Yeah. First down, 27. So now we're the, here's the T formation that we saw the last two weeks. Hand off to Aikens. Oh, boy, they blew that off the line. Daryl Prater just 
Anyway, had an initial surge, but then pushed it back. So it's going to be second down and 20. Gain, gain the five-yard penalty back. And now Fort Payne's going to get that formation out and go back to the traditional set. Yeah, the pickups we've had, we've bounced outside the tackles, even when it's handed off inside. Yeah, Coach Elmore said he thought that he could move them, move them out of there with our offensive line, but they're 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 bowing up a little bit better than you would think. Still tied, six minutes left in the third quarter, seven to seven, Fort Payne and Arab in the first region game of the season. Barnes takes the snap, drops back, looks right side, throws to Adame. Adame makes the catch, gains about eight yards. So nice pickups on these plays, yeah. but unfortunately, when you start at first and 25, it really doesn't do you a whole lot of good. Good job by Adame holding on to that one. He, he took a pretty good shot after yeah. he caught it. So Fort Payne in a third and very long. 5.30 left in the third quarter. Tie ball game, 7-7. Seven to seven. You don't usually carry a whole lot of third and 16s on your play sheets. Unfortunately, we've had to look for that a lot tonight. I know it. You need one for this game. There's a flag on the play, and it's illegal procedure, Fort Payne. Illegal procedure against Fort Payne, bringing up third down and 22. Wow. You know, it's starting to look like maybe the teams are not quite as undisciplined as we originally thought, and that we may have some flag-happy officials. Can I say that? I guess yeah, somebody, can, so. well, somebody can correct me next week and tell me we're not supposed to say that, but that's what it looks like here. So it's third down and 24 pain. Jake Barnes takes the snap. He's just going to hand the ball to Aikens up the middle. Gains about three yards. It's going to bring up fourth down. Any flags on the play, gentlemen? No, but give him two more. All right, hang on, hang on. <laughs> no, they hadn't swapped over yet, so let's see. Nope, no flags on that play. You know, the idea of officiating is that you disappear into the game and nobody knows who you are. You don't become front and center. Right. And they may be, these all may be legitimate calls. You can go back and look at the tape and see. But you, like y'all were saying, it, it has been both sides. It's not been one side. Oh, there's a rollback snap. Alex drops the ball and it's blocked. Darrell picks it up. He's running. But he's not going to get anywhere close to a first down. The snap rolled back to McPherson. He wasn't able to pick it up. When he did pick it up, he punted it right into an Arab defender. Daryl Prater picked the ball up, tried to advance it. He did advance it about 10 yards. But Arab's going to take over inside of Fort Payne territory at the 33-yard line. Sounds bad, but they could have had it on the 10 right there. We're lucky yeah. that we got it out to the 13 or 30 it. there. I mean, uh. So Arab doesn't have to go far. This is where the uh, special teams hurt you. You don't want this to happen, but... I wonder if uh, Sawyer's shoulder was affecting that snap from when he got hurt in the first half. Arab's got the ball, first down on the Fort Payne 33-yard line. Johnson takes the snap. He looks left side, throws to the middle. Pass is caught for a seven-yard gain to number one, Spencer Strickland. Nice pickup on first down, just a little pass and catch. Gonna need to lean on our defense pretty heavy here to yeah. keep him out of the end zone. Second and four, Arab at the Fort Payne 27-yard line. Trips receivers near side, single receiver top side. Johnson in shotgun formation. There's the snap. He's running an option right side. Pitches to the tailback. He breaks a tackle. He's breaking another tackle. He gets down inside the 15-yard line. It's going to be first down, Arab. First down, carry. 
at the Fort Payne 15 yard line. It's a sound offense. They're moving the ball. Need the defense to come up big here. 3.43 clock running in the third quarter. Seven to seven still. Arab in Fort Payne. Arab inside the red zone. So let's see what our defense can do here. Motion across the formation, number 21. He sets up at the left wing. Snap. There's the handoff to number three. He's up the middle. He's got run to room, and he's going to score a touchdown. Touchdown Arab right up the gut for 15 yards and a touchdown. It's now 13 to 7. Arab with 3.19 left in the third quarter. Fort Payne got gifted Arab with a short field, and they took advantage of it. So they do have a place kicker that kicks extra points, but apparently this is his distance. There's the snap and the hold. Kick is up, and the kick is good. So with 3.19 left in the third quarter, Arab has taken the lead 14-7 over Fort Payne. We're going to take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. All right, we are back. Brian Northcutt, Dallas Poe, Britt Haas, WZOB and FPTV. Fort Payne goes down 14 to seven in the third quarter to Arab. Going to have to get something moving offensively because you kind of have a sense that Arab just has grabbed some momentum here and they're moving the ball well now. Well, Prater and Aikens both have a lot of time on defense, so it's going to be interesting to see if they come in with that power set. Yep. Skyler Cody back in deep formation to receive the kickoff. Here's the kick. It's a long, low-line drive. Cody catches it at the goal line. Here he comes. He runs far side. Breaks outside, gets up to the 28-yard uh, line. Four paint will set up first and 10 there. No flags on the play. Need Fort Payne to put together a good drive and, like I said, stop a little bit of that momentum from Arab because they've got it right now. Yeah, they do. So Aikens again at running back. Yeah, if you're going to make any adjustments, probably right now would be the time. You know. Yeah. You've got plenty of time. Defense is playing well enough, although Arab has started to move the ball on them. If they could put together a long drive and give that defense some rest and score some points here, it would be big for Fort Payne going into the fourth quarter. So here we go. First and 10, Fort Payne from their own 26-yard line. Barnes takes the snap, fakes to Aikens, rolls left side. He's looking downfield, looking downfield, looking downfield. Nothing there. I think he was looking for cash deep. And by the time he came off of cash, Ledford ended up covered, and so he didn't have anybody to throw to. So it's going to be second and ten. Ledford was kind of open there, but I think he was wanting to go to cash. And yeah. Like you said, by the time that 
kind of developed there. Ledford was covered. Ledford was open quick. But I don't know his read progression, so it's hard to say what he was I like done. that. We got it on the edge and gave ourselves a yes. chance. Yep. I so agree. second and ten, Barnes takes the snap, hands to Aikens. He's trying to bounce left side. Cuts up the middle. He gains five yards on second down. Brits kept mentioning, I mean, that, those two plays, we both kind of got to the edge and had had something there a second ago, and then now, you know, uh, ran to the edge there, picked up six yards. Yeah. I'd like to see us getting on the edges a little more. So it's third down and five for Fort Payne. 2.36 left in the third quarter. Trips receivers topside, single receiver down here. Jake Barnes in shotgun formation. There's the snap, drops back. He's looking to cash left side. He catches it. Nice catch and throw, but well, well, first pass. where are you marking close. it? Okay, I believe he's got a first yeah, down. Yeah, so. Yes, he did. First down, Fort Payne. Nice catch by Connor Cash on the sideline. Same same route as earlier. And it seems like that's there a lot. Yeah. So Fort Payne gets a first down. 2.15 left in the third quarter. Let's continue this momentum, guys. Jake Barnes takes the snap. Hands to Aikens up the middle. He gains three yards, maybe four. Nice pickup on first down. Kind of like that boring football, four yards. That's what we need right now. Second down and seven, Fort Payne. Jake Barnes looking to the sideline. Takes the snap, fakes the handoff, drops back. So got the screen set up, gets it to Aikens. Aikens catches it, gains about five yards. Nice pickup on second down. And they're now down to third and short, third and two. Pretty good concentration there by Aikens. Yeah, a little bit overthrown. Bobbled it around there and had somebody right on him. Aikens did a great job bringing that one down. So Fort Payne looks like they're going to go into this short yardage offense for third down. One minute, 15 seconds left. you got to believe that Coach Elmore is trying to slow the game down a little bit to give his defense some rest. So we got a goal line package. It looks like a little wing tee with two tights. Aikens and Prater in the backfield. Bennett Blanks at the wing back. There's a snap, gives to Aikens left side, and he is going to be, looks like it's going to be short of the first down. He will be about a half a yard short. They got a pretty good spot there. Yeah, I think Four Payne's going to have to go for this. What do you think? I think it's four down territory. At this point in the game, you got to believe that Coach Elmore's thinking four downs. Now, Aikens comes out, looks a little bit banged up, not too bad. Skylar Cody in. Like I said, we ran the shift, what, five, 10, 15 times last week. Yep. It was very productive. I, I don't know that I wouldn't go to that right mm -hmm. here and then run the play if I couldn't get it to go through. So now out. we're in the T formation. Cody, Prater, and Blanks in the backfield. Clock is running down in the third quarter. This is fourth and one, Fort Payne. There's the snap. Hands to Prater up the middle. He's going to have the first down. Nice pickup. First down, Fort Payne. Looks like we're going to go to the fourth quarter with Fort Payne right at midfield. Got to be excited about that. Hopefully with this, what little bit of a drive we've put together here has – Captured the momentum from yep. Arab and back on our side right here. Yep. Clock is winding down at the end of the third quarter. Four, I mean, uh, Arab is up 14 to seven four, four, against Fort Payne. We're going to take a one-minute timeout as we get ready for the fourth quarter. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. 
located in the Big Mill in Tokyo. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage, 1889 Cafe. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. All right, we're back. Start of the fourth quarter. Let me tell you a little bit about our post-game scoreboard report from 10 to 11 o'clock on WZOB, 1250 AM, 100.9 FM. Chris Dura hosts the American Crawl Space LLC post-game report. Tell you a little bit about American Crawl Space LLC in just a second. It's first and 10. Fourpain has the ball right at midfield. Let's see if we can continue this momentum and try to get a score out of this. Jake Barnes under center. Connor Cash in motion. Barnes snaps the ball, fakes the handoff, looking downfield. Nobody there. He comes left and just throws it away. So American Crawl Space LLC, if you have standing water under your house, you need to call Derek at American Crawl Space. They use the latest in technology to dry out your crawl space, improving the indoor air quality of your home and making it safer for your family. You're getting it live on FPTV. Second and 10, Jake Barnes faking and, and looking downfield, nothing there. So it's second down and 10, Fort Payne at midfield. Takes the snap, hands off, and Darrell didn't get the handoff, and it's bobbled. We're going to bring up third and long for Fort Payne. Was that Aikens? Yep, it was. Aikens matted himself on that one. Skylar Cody in at running back. 11.28 left in the fourth quarter. Fort Payne has got to find some offense here. We find ourselves again third and behind the sticks. Like I said, it's hard hard to find the play for, yeah. for this situation. Almost feel like you could throw a seam route to Sawyer Burton, just throw it up for grabs and see if he can go get it. Yeah. There's the snap. Hand off to Cody up the middle. He's got a little bit of running room. He breaks it to the sideline, and he only gains five yards. So it's going to bring up fourth and nine for Fort Payne at midfield. Coach Elmore's looking at his play sheet. It looks like he's considering going for this. He may see. I'm with, I'm with you. I think we need to use the advantage of 6-4 Sawyer Burt right there. Down the seam, just let him go up and get it. So it's fourth down and eight. Fort Payne right at midfield. Big point of the ball game, 10.33 left in the fourth. Jake Parnes takes the snap, drops back. He's looking right side. Throws to Adame. Adame was covered up pretty good on that. So Fort Payne turns it over on downs at midfield. Arab will take over with 10.23 left in the fourth quarter. Really need a big play by our defense. Try to slow this down. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Tracy's Florist and Gifts. Gourmet basket, personalized printing, gifts, 
Stock up on Auburn and Alabama party wear, perfect for your next game day gathering. Located on Galt Avenue in North Fort Payne. You're getting it live on FPTV. Arab takes over at midfield. you got to expect that they're probably going to try to start running some clock here. Yeah, I can see that. We, we need to turn over big play by the defense here. Johnson in shotgun formation takes the snap, pitches to number seven the right side. He's trying to get the corner. He gets four or five yards on first down. Doesn't look like they're bouncing that play. Looks like it's designed to just go straight to the sideline. I think you're out on that. So Hayden O'Reilly picks up four yards on first down. Second and six, Arab. Just inside Fort Payne territory. Johnson takes the snap, fakes the quick pitch, and he runs up the middle. There's nothing there. Nice job by the defensive line there, led by Heis uh, no Skylar Cody. Not Skylar Cody. Skylar Hillier. Skylar Hillier. There we go. Too many Skylars. <laughs> Got to get my Skylars straight. So he even lost a yard there, so it's going to be second down. I mean, third down and eight. Big third down here for Fort Payne. Yeah, Fort Payne needs to get off the field on defense. See what Fort, uh, Coach Elmore can dial up for that Fort Payne offense. Third down and eight. A-Rab at midfield. 9.15 left in the fourth quarter. There's the snap. Johnson's rolling left, looking downfield. Throws to the sideline. Ball is caught in this first down flag on the play. That's caught for a first down, but it looks like it may come back. Let's see what the call is. It's thrown in the area of the offensive line where holding would probably be, or somebody downfield, an eligible receiver downfield by one of those offensive linemen. Brett called that one before the snap. I, I still happens. say every three plays you <laughs> take a break if you're on defense. He, he called it. <laughs> yeah, holding is the call. We're going to catch a break. So Fort Payne does catch a break there. Going to put Arab back. You can keep him from breaking it on second down. You got him. <laughs> yeah, you go get one on third down. <laughs> I'm sure that they're watching this film and the officials are doing a great job. <laughs> so just under nine minutes left, Arab is back to its own 40-yard line, third down and 17, 18 yards. Arab doing a little hard call there. Yep. Johnson takes the snap, drops back, looks right side, throws to the wide receiver, and he has stopped there for no gain. Loss of two yards, so it's going to be fourth down. Arab will have to punt. Fort Payne was doing a little bit of shifting up there on the defensive line as they were making that hard call. Get, great job by them not jumping yep. off sides right there. Spencer Strickland in to punt for Arab. Brandon Oliver back for Fort Payne. We'll see him take this one to the house, we say. There you go. Freshman. They got a freshman punt returner. We do too. Little wobbly kick. It bounces at the 35 and rolls down to the Fort Payne 27-yard line. So Fort Payne will start there, 8.13 left in the fourth quarter. We're going to take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey, folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale. 
And I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. We're back to start this drive. Fort Payne is offsides. Britt, was that our one out of three? Is that our third play? If it wasn't, it's close. We need to mark that up. Will you chart that for me? <laughs> At one point during this game, I wanted to know the penalties, and now I don't. Yeah, I don't think I do either anymore. <laughs> Become disinterested in it. So Fort Payne now starts first and 15 from their own 22-yard line. Barnes is under center. A little bit of a wing T formation. Runs the ball to Aikens off the side. Picks up, picks up the five-yard penalty back, so it's going to be second down and 10 for Payne. Aikens tough as nails, man. He, he, he took some shots at running back, turned right back around and plays a little defense, he, too. He really is a good, a good ball player. Heisman Brown comes in. Looks like they may go to that... Uh, Short yardage formation. Big boy package. Big boy package. Used to call it heavy when I was yep. catching. Yeah. Jumbo. It's the T package. Barnes under center. Takes the snap. Hands off to Bennett. Blanks this time. He gains four four yards. I like this. this. This has seemed to work for us yeah. several times. Yeah. Just. He may need to stay. He may have to stick with something like this just to get some things going. They're going to go back to their traditional set, and Barnador's in. coming in. But Jake Barnes is also in. I wonder if this is going to be some kind of special play. This might be a sweet pass. Yeah, Varnador, yeah. Varnador's in at tailback, which we've got to keep an eye on that. Yeah, one-on-one -on -one out Third there. Third down and six. Wow. So that was some kind of a trick play that blew up on Fort Payne. Handed it to Varnador. Looked like he was going to do a little reverse underneath. Back to Aikens, and, and Arab's defensive tackle just blew that up. It had no shot. Well, Marcus led from yeah. Dallas point down. He, yeah. He's one-on-one -on -one out on the left side, and you're thinking we're going to run speed sweep to that side or that, something of that nature yep. to get, get him open with Varnador. Yeah. I think something like that was coming. So uh, Alex McPherson into punt. There's the snap. There's the kick. Wobbly spiral. Not too bad of a kick. Puccio comes up, fakes the fair catch, and the ball rolls past him down to the Arab 23-yard line. So let's take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale, and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. Shop us on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. All right, we are back. Arab's going to take over at their own 23-yard line, looking at a few scores. 
Southside 21, Pell City 14 in the third quarter. Trying to see what Oxford and Scottsboro are doing. It's still showing on my app that it's 17 to seven Oxford, but that's a halftime score, so I don't know that that's been updated. Arab taking over there in an empty formation. Johnson in the backfield by himself. Four playing, looks like they're playing a man coverage. Johnson drops back, throws across, and catches it. Number nine is picks up 25 yards on first down. Fort Payne in man coverage. And number eight for Arab, John Johnson, gets underneath his guy. Ed Johnson completes it to him, and he picks up 20 yards for a Arab first down. Now, I ran into Coach Banks during halftime. He said Ed Johnson's the best basketball player also, so he's just all around Just a good athlete, athlete yeah. He, he's a good football player. First and 10, Arab right at midfield. Johnson takes the snap, running the option right side, pitches it to Neesmith, gains about five yards. It'll be second and five. Under five and a half minutes left to go in the game. Fort Payne is starting to run out of time. They're going to have to start taking some chances here, making some things happen. If the defense can stop, then you've got to try to do something offensively to move the football because Arab has certainly seized the momentum. Is it time for a flag? <laughs> Britt's, Britt's signaling it's time for a penalty flag. Second down and five, so let's see if he's dialed it up right. Second and five, Johnson's in shotgun formation. Takes the snap. He's running a quarterback draw, left side. Boy, he hit hard there. He hit Will Green, and Will Green fell backwards. Nice, nice run. He's going to pick up the first down. And no flag. No flag. So first down, Arab inside of Fort Payne territory at the 41-yard line. Fort Payne running out of time now. 4.39 left in the fourth quarter. Arab just looking to keep milking that clock. Yep. This is what you call the four-minute offense where you try to just bleed that clock as much as you can. Johnson in shotgun formation. There's the snap. Fakes the handoff. He's running a quarterback draw. Gains about two yards. It's going to be second and eight. Cherokee County has Springville 35-14 to 14 in the third quarter. Wow. That's who Fort Payne plays next week. That's not our concern tonight. We try to try to get this win against Arab. Second and eight, 350, clock running in the fourth quarter. Fort Payne down 14 to seven. Johnson takes the snap, hands off to Neesmith, runs right side. He breaks a tackle. He gets to the second level. He's rolling the pile up. He's rolling the pile up. He gains the first down. Still rolling. First down, Arab inside the Fort Payne 30-yard line. Can't have a score here. We've got to get a stop. That Fort Payne defense has got to get big right now. First and 10, Arab at the Fort Payne 28-yard line. Go ahead. Again, with no penalties on this drive so far, we've got, what, five or six plays, yeah. and you see what's happened. They're, they're marching it down the field. They've backed themselves up all night long. Yeah. Uh, Arab tough. They're strong up front, good running backs. Yeah. Physical quarterback. Yeah, they're all tough. So it's first and 10, Fort, I mean, Arab at the Fort Payne 28-yard line. There's the snap. 
Johnson fakes the handoff, runs right, gains four yards. It'll be second and six. See you, Roger. Good talking to you, man. Saying goodbye to Roger Engel. You've got to get ready to go watch his Tide play tomorrow. That's right. The Georgia Dome, not the Georgia Dome, Mercedes-Benz Arena. Fort Payne calls a timeout time with 2.56 left in the fourth quarter. Let's take it with them. We're going to take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Don't you wish there was a locally owned and operated store that supports the community? A store that carries all the best brands in a size that fits with great prices. Fort Payne Footworks is all that and more. They carry brands like Cotopaxi, Brooks, Merrill, Wolverine, On, Hoka, and more. Shop here, shop local. And don't forget to pick up your Kicker U shirt and your favorite Little River hat at Fort Payne Footworks. Fort Payne Footworks, home of the Little River Hat and Clothing Company. All right, we're back. Arab has a second and six from the Fort Payne 25-yard line. 2.56 left in the game. It's a big point in the, in the game for Fort Payne's defense. Got to have a stop here, and they really need a turnover. There's the snap. Johnson hands off to Neesmith up the middle. He stopped at the line of scrimmage. Maybe gain of one. It's going to be third down and five. Prager in there in the middle there making that tackle. Yep. Fort Payne calls another timeout. Let's talk about one of our sponsors, Patterson's Music and Jewelry. Did you know you can buy, you can rent band instruments at Patterson's? Dan and Marie sell and service a variety of musical instruments and sound equipment. Drop by to see their beautiful selection of jewelry or have yours clean, located in historic downtown Fort Payne. You're getting it live on FPTV. Looks like what Fort Payne's just got one more timeout yep. too, so. Big third down play here, third down and six. Of course, with what Arab has shown all night, this they've still got two downs to go. They have not shown a place kicker well, other than extra points. I definitely see this four down territory for Arab here. They're probably going to try to end this right now. Big third down for Fort Payne. Johnson in shotgun formation. Nee Smith behind him. Like Prater's at defensive end right there. Yeah. It's twice that Arab's tried to get them to jump off sides, and Fort Payne doesn't bite, so Arab calls a timeout. While they call a timeout, let me tell you about our scoreboard report after the game. Uh, after the broadcast tonight, stay tuned for the WZO, to WZOB from 10 to 11 for the American Cross Base Scoreboard Report. Chris Dura. Join Chris Dura for scores, analysis, and conversations about high school football in Alabama. That's on WZOB from 10 to 11 tonight, 100.9 FM, 1250 AM. That is sponsored by American Crawlspace LLC. Call Derek at American Crawlspace LLC and have your crawlspace looked at. Third down and six for the Fort Payne defense, 250 left in the game. Fort Payne down 14 to seven. I would believe, if I'm, if I'm Arab, I put it in Johnson's hands. Neesmith has been a good running back, although he's not in right now. Who's two? No, that's Johnson. Never mind. Are they are in this running formation where both tailbacks, both running backs are lined up behind the guards. This has been a run formation for them, and Johnson does run it. Right side, he picks up maybe three yards. It's going to be fourth down in 
five. Nice play by Fort Payne defense. They go ahead and spend their last time out. Made one more stop. Yep. So it's going to be fourth and five. Fort Payne calls its final timeout. 2.44 left in the ball game. Let's take it with them. 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Johnson drops back, throws the pile, is caught at the 15-yard line and into the end zone for Arab touchdown. Sorry about that. We were trying to come out of the break. And yeah. Arab got the quick we snap flag. Too. Fort Payne got flagged. No, I think Arab did it. Maybe celebration. Looked like uh, Hayden Harold may have slipped and fell right there. Yeah, he did. So that Johnson just took the snap, dropped back. Just a, a 90 pass, little stop hitch. Hayden Harrell on coverage and slips. And it's a touchdown Arab. So with 2.36 left in the game, Arab's up 20-7 to seven with the point pending. You got to think, too, a little bit there. The defense might have got kind of lulled to sleep with running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. And in that situation, you would have thought yeah. they would have ran it again, jumps up, throws a little pass to yeah. him. Yeah. It's a dead ball, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on Arab. So... What does that do? Is that always on the, the kickoff or the well or the, <clears throat> the extra point? Last week we found out from Gadsden City if it happens before the score, it actually happens. You, it, the points are pulled off the board, but apparently this didn't happen that way. So they'll assess it on the kickoff. So Arab scores makes it twenty to seven. Two thirty-six left in the ball game. Courier in to kick the extra point. There's the snap, hold, kick, and it is no good. So with 2.36 left in the game, Arab up 20-7. to Let's take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill Antiquity. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage, 1889 Cafe. All right, we're back. Four pain down, 20 to 7 with 2.36 left in the ball game. Not completely out of it, but boy, they've got to make something happen real quick. Because of the unsportsmanlike penalty, Arab will kick off from the 25 yard line. Maybe Fort Payne could steal something here with a kickoff return. Connor Cash and Skyler Cody back deep for Fort Payne. 
We were talking during the break. Courier seems to have a decent little leg, and they've not gone to him at all and inside the field goal range. Not sure why Arab does that. But anyway, here's the kickoff. Courier approaches the ball. There's the kick, little line drive squib kick. Oh. Adame has to go back to the 18-yard line, pick it up. He's looking for some running room. Cuts up the middle. He is brought down at the 32-yard line. Fort Payne will start there. So Fort Payne has got to show something in a hurry. A little kind of squib kick there makes it kind of hard to, to field. Um, yeah. Kind of cost us a little bit there. They, they got down there before we could even really get it scraped up. Fort Payne coming out in his spread formation. Twins receivers top side, twins receivers near side. Aikens back in at running back. There's the snap. Barnes drops, looks back. Throws down the right sideline. He's got Adame, and he almost makes the catch at the 40-yard line. Nice pass by Barnes. Put it on the money, but a good play by their defensive back to break it up. Second down and 10. Second down and 10, Barnes takes the snap, drops back, looks left side, throws to uh, under, uh, throws underneath. Marcus Ledford on the catch, picks up a first down for Fort Payne. Out to the 43-yard line. Go right back to him. Maybe, to him. Yeah, may go right back to him, drops back. Barnes looks left side this time. Throws to Connor Cash, picks up a first down. Well. He came back. Nope, he calls it incomplete. Incomplete. Well, the way Ledford usually catches the ball and gets some extra yards, they're giving him a lot of cushion right there. I'd, I'd hit him yeah. five or six yards yeah. right there and let him run. Yeah. Four Payne just trying to make a play here. Get the ball down the field and try to get some points on the board. Maybe an onside kick. Second down and 10. 158 left in the ball game. Barnes and shotgun drops back, throws a little screen out to the Ledford. He picks up maybe three yards. It's going to be third down and nine. They're picking, they're picking that up on formation because they were so loose and came up 12 yards, set 12 yards, come up and pressed. Yeah. Third and nine, four pain. Jake Barnes takes the snap, looks left side or right side, throws to Sawyer Burt, and it is picked off. Picked off by Arab at the 47-yard line, and Sawyer Burt let loose, and I think he got flagged on that one. That's going to be a penalty on him. Okay, never mind. They called it incomplete, but that's still going to be a penalty on Sawyer Burt, which is going to put Fort Payne in a terrible position. So it's tipped. Sawyer tipped it. Defensive back intercepts it. Sawyer thought it was incomplete, which it was. A back judge came back and called it, but Sawyer let loose on the official who called it a complete pass. That official throws a flag, gets corrected on the incomplete pass, but the penalty stands. 
So that puts Fort Payne in a really difficult spot now. So it was an incomplete pass, but now it's going to be third down and uh, 25. So if they can pick up maybe 10 or 15 yards here. And I think Arab is going to call a timeout here. Arab calls a timeout. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Not Your Mama's Deli. Opens at 5 p.m. Wednesdays through Saturday. Stop by for delicious sandwiches, fire brick oven pizzas, pepper jack cheese sticks, and more. Made with only the fresh ingredients. Live musical entertainment on Fridays and Saturdays till 2 a.m. Great idea for any ball game. You're getting it live on FPTV. Third and 25. What you got, Britt? Third and 25. Statue of Liberty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, you know they're going. They're they're going to definitely be loose on us. So get to the edge and try to get a one-on-one. Yeah. You know, what do you do? You know, when they're playing so loose, when we're running routes, we're running routes into the defense. So it's hard, you know, we're throwing right into the yeah. where they're standing. So it's tough right now. It's a Well, give credit. A-Rev's a good football team. Yeah, they are. They've, they've played solid tonight. Uh, offensively and defensively, they're sound. Quarterback is a game changer. Definitely. Johnson's a great, great ball player. Definitely. And we saw in the second half, and Dallas made a note to that earlier, that once they clean things up, they're a – they're they're potent really offense. good football they're, team. Re- they're a really good football team. I'd say the, the the last two drives that they've had, you know, they've cut that down from three or four penalties in a series to maybe one, if not any. And you know, yeah. you can really tell how good of an offense they do have. And Johnson's at quarterback, heck of an athlete. Yeah, they've made a lot of plays work. I mean, they've hit the slant, they've thrown the deep ball, they've run it in the inside speed sweep, quarterback draw. I mean, it's all worked uh, when they're not uh, penalized. Yeah. So it's third down and 25, Fort Payne with their own 30-yard lines. Barnes takes the snap, drops back, throwing the screen to Akins, and he is dropped with about a three-yard gain. So it'll be fourth and 20. Fort Payne's just going to have to throw something up. Clock runs down to 118 in the fourth quarter. Arabs played really well defensively to not give up big plays against Fort Payne. That was a pretty good open field tackle right there, yeah. one-on-one. Empty formation for Fort Payne, fourth down and 20. He's going to have to throw this one up. Barnes drops back, looks down the middle of the field, throws, and it's short. Threw it between Burt and um, Ledford. I'm not sure who it was going to, so Arab takes it over on downs. 58 seconds left in the game, and this is going to be your ball game. A-Rab just run the clock out. You know, I don't know what kind of teams y'all played against against A-Rab, but this is probably as good a team as I've seen them have. I mean, they've had some good teams. They have. Um, in 2010, my senior year, we played A-Rab in the second round of the playoffs, and they had a really good team there, which they kind of ran that wing T triple option type stuff. You. And uh, we, we played them twice that year, obviously in the regular season and in the playoff. And, they were a whole different team yeah. in that second round of the playoffs yeah. there. So, Arab's in victory formation. Johnson's actually in a shotgun victory formation. He takes a snap, drops to a knee. 
And clock is clock is winding. They'll have to drop the knee one more time, and this will be your ball game. So Fort Payne's going to have to lick its wounds, starting out 0-3. They've got another region game next week against Springville. Then they'll have a bye week. But it hurts. Brian said earlier that, you know, Fort Payne, Oxford, A-Rabs, you know, they, they are definitely one of the top couple in the, the region, I would say, especially yeah. after watching them tonight. Well, if, if the Oxford-Scottsboro score is correct, A-Rab may be one of the – may be the team to beat. Yeah. Johnson takes another knee. That will be the last snap of the ball game. Clock's running under 20 seconds. Fort Payne's going to drop to 0-3 with this loss to A-Rab. So, clock's winding down. You take A-Rab's offense, um, the, probably the 12 penalties that they did have and put that down to a normal three or four, and that they're, they're a whole different offensive team right there. Yeah. So, Fort Payne loses this one, 20-7 to to the Arabian Knights. That's your ball game. We're going to take a two-minute break. We'll come back with some final talk, thoughts and talk with Coach Elmore. Two-minute break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey folks, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City here in Fort Payne, Alabama. We're still over here by Walmart uh, doing a big sale and I wanted to invite everybody to come down and let's check out the inventory. We've got some great inventory for you to choose from. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. If you want it, we've got it. The shop's on the web at TwinCityUsedCars.com. Give us a call at 256-844-2210. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Hey, I'm Webb Mason, and I'm here with some score updates for tonight. Uh, A-Rab versus 14, uh, A-Rab 20, Fort Payne 7, that's the final. Uh, Gunnersville versus Fairview, Gunnersville 20, Fairview 12, that's the final. Uh, Oxford versus Scottsboro, Oxford 17, Scottsboro 7, uh, Southside versus Pell City, Southside 14, Pell City 14. Uh, Madison Academy versus DAR. Madison Academy leads 46 to 10. That's the final. 
Uh, Aniston versus Jacksonville. Aniston leads 14 to nine. Plainview versus Pisgah. Uh, Plainview leads 32 to 12. Geraldine versus Asbury. Geraldine wins 60 to zero. Section versus Tanner. Uh, section leads 14 to seven. Folkville versus uh, Wattsburg Christian Academy. Folkville 47. Uh, Wattsburg Christian Academy 6. That's the final. Fife versus Collinsville. Fife uh, wins 50 to 0. Isabella versus Rome. Isabella wins 55 to 0. Piedmont versus Sars. Piedmont wins 28 to 12. Boaz versus Crossville. Boaz wins 47 to 0. Cedar Bluff versus Valley Head. Cedar Bluff is leading 13 to 12. Hoax Bluff versus Pleasant Valley. Hoax Bluff leads 14 to 0. Sandrock versus Westbrook Christian. Sandrock uh, leads 20 to 7. And East Limestone versus Lee. East Limestone leads 7 to 0. Thank you for tuning in for this night's game, and that's it for the score update for tonight. All right. Okay. We are back. All right. Let me see what we're doing. Are we back? Huh? Are we back? Are we back? Is he coming back to me? back okay we're back thank you for that school board update coach Elmore speaking with the team right now we'll have some final thoughts from him and then we'll clean this thing up and pack her up and go on the road next week Fort Payne plays Springville next week there once again, Fort Payne loses 20 to seven to Arab, drops to 0 and 3, 0 and 1 in the region. You said earlier that Springville was having a little trouble with Scottsboro, right? Springville was down to Cherokee County. Cherokee County, Cherokee County. Okay. Scottsboro is down to uh, Oxford, 24 to 17. And I didn't catch a Pell City Southside update. I was going to try to get it, but I, we're going to have to talk to Coach Elmore. I'll see if I can get an update on that score. So Coach Elmore is getting to the microphone now. We'll have a conversation with him. <clears throat> Coach, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm good. Well, I know you're disappointed, so I don't want to take a whole lot of your time, but your initial thoughts after this game? Uh, just too many mistakes, um, too many penalties. Some probably deserve it, some I don't know. I'd watch the film, but... Um, you know, thought we played well enough at times to win on defense for sure. Uh, we're just not doing a good enough job on offense, and, and I've got to I've got to figure some stuff out um, to make us better because we're just not good enough right now. And I don't think it's I don't really think it's our kids' fault. I just think uh, we we tried to execute the stuff we had in uh, the best we could. We just we just didn't do a good enough job sustaining drives and um, you know moving the ball in spurts. But you know, just too many penalties, too many yeah. penalties that put us behind the chains and. Uh, 
you know, just silly stuff like lining up in offsides and, and, and you know, getting a, getting an unsportsmanlike, you know, well after the play. And, you know, I, I just can't do that kind of stuff. If you do that kind of stuff, you're going to get beat. And uh, that's what happened this night. Yeah. Well, Coach, we appreciate your time. I know it's a disappointing loss. The kids are playing hard. We appreciate you taking time with us. Well, that's what I just told them. I mean, uh, we're all disappointed. And it, right now is one of the finest as coaches and young men. Uh, do, we, do we divide? Do we let people tell us that we're bad? Do we let people tell us that uh, the season's over? Or do we get even closer than we've ever been and find a way to get this thing going the right way next Friday night? And, uh, you know, winning makes everything better. And, and, and our main focus from this point on is, is getting getting things fixed and corrected and getting together and, and going down there as one solid unit next Friday this possible and, and let's go win a football game. Yep. Okay, Coach, thank you for your time. Thank you. All right. Well, guys, final thoughts? Anything that you want to? Uh, I, I agree with him, too. Like you said, just clean up the offense a little bit. Um, defense didn't play terrible, gave up a few big plays. Uh, still got some guys having to go both ways a little bit, which I think hurts us. When Daryl has to go both ways, you, you lose some of him on the defensive line there, which is a huge thing. And then you got uh, Aikens playing both ways, you know. Yeah, it's tough. I, I mean, out of all the, the three first three games, you know, really I felt Fort Payne had a, a good matchup against this ARAB team, but in a lot of ways – Arab in, in a lot of ways dominated at points in the game where Fort Payne was just kind of yeah. playing behind the sticks, and um, so Coach Elmore we're talking about the offense and needing to get some sparks, get something moving there. Hopefully, Dubos will be back next week. Hopefully, yeah. play a Springville team that's down 35 to 21 against Cherokee County. Don't know what that means. I don't know what scores mean anymore. Back <laughs> when I was growing up, you know, it's Cherokee yeah. County was pretty good. We yeah, used to Cherokee play them toe to toe each good. year, but it's, that was 30 years ago, so yeah. I don't have any idea about that. Um, well, we're going to start wrapping up our broadcast. I do want to thank uh, our sponsors as soon as I can find my list. So as we're, as we're closing this shop up, we're going to be on the road next week at Springville. I want to thank WZOB. wants to thank their sponsors, Aikens Furniture, Convenient Wash, Rufus Garage and Transmission, Pure Clean Restoration Services, Thurman's Appliance, Parts and Service, The Cab Wholesale, R&D Flooring, My Supply, Westmoreland Tire, Beacon Insulation, Builder Supply, Cole Surgical Arts, First Fidelity Bank, North Alabama Trophies, Twin City Auto, Bruce's Foodland, Tracy's Florist and Gifts, Patterson's Music and Jewelry, American Cross Base LLC, and Not Your Mama's Deli. Well, Britt, Dallas, thank you for joining me tonight. We thank all of you for joining us tonight. We'll pick it back up next week and hopefully get, a next w, week. hopefully get a W against Springville down there. Next Friday night, our broadcast will start at 6.30, game times at 7 o'clock. Thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, this is Fort Payne Wildcat football.